You were a little baby very long ago. Long You're still kind of like that baby, but just a little older. Kind of Mommy loves you, Daddy loves you, Atom loves you too. This song was written by Andrew and the Jew. Guess who? Happy birthday! Happy, happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Now go. All right. Welcome to the One Year Anniversary Podcast of the Boy Howdy Podcast. How you doing? Tell me about your Mount Mama Fratelli cosplay <laughs> ideas, Annie. <laughs> What's your idea? No, fully. So we've been playing Dishonored, and we got to a point where you... <laughs> I'll edit it. It's the One Year Anniversary drinking game. Oh. Uh, okay, yes. Before this is the we... best part where the drinking game is built into the fact that Bill already takes a drink. It means Bill takes a drink. It means everyone takes a drink. Okay, everybody. So before we get into things, we have to um, uh, start with... So this is our one-year anniversary of the Boy Headed Podcast. One year and we haven't learned any lessons. No, not at all. <laughs> In fact... If, if anything, quite the opposite. We're getting worse. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, before we get started, um, dear friend of the podcast, um, Grumpy Turtle, aka Daniel, constant bro in these dark ages, um, created the Boy Howdy drinking game, and I'm going to share it with you, friends, uh, right now. Are you recording the video too? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. We are also um, live streaming. Oh yeah, for the pod- for the benefit of the podcast, we are live streaming this. We tweeted like a thousand times. <laughs> Vibe, which so means you maybe missed four-ish. it. Uh, uh, we missed Maxwell Motley. She's at a baby <laughs> wedding. What's a- not a baby wedding? We're staying with baby wedding. We're staying with baby wedding. Officiating the wedding because he speaks baby, and and he's allowed I'm to enjoying ma- your dumb joke. Matt Smith I'm is allowed to marry so babies much. on in eleven star systems. Is all I'm saying. Oh god, I'm gonna try to drink don't, some more of this from Sean Baca. Don't, don't, don't. Why? Don't turn into you a don't drunk. Like alcohol that makes me feel awesome. I get <laughs> superpowered. This is a lie. It's my anti Krypton. Imagine mm-hmm. how much better the podcast is gonna be when you're fat co-host is slightly tipsy while bill is taking care of things i'm going to share with y'all the boy howdy drinking game as crafted by grumpy turtle it's kind of amazing when bill opens his drink <laughs> open your drink the game has begun <laughs> See, I got oh my god it's terrible <laughs> like i spilled someone myself oh, oh my Lord. god rum tastes like fuck <laughs> it tastes like bill who's a hot bill? lady from road el dorado I invite you later to rewind like ten seconds in this podcast. Go ahead. I told What's you second not rule? To, to second rule. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone gets to see Eddie's reaction. <laughs> One year of this shit. One year of it. You know what's what? wrong with us? The best part is we record about two to three hours a week for fifty-two weeks. That's like hundreds of hours of just this. Oh god. Anyway, when Bill opens his drink, open your drink. The game has begun. Every time Annie calls Bill a motherfucker, <laughs> take a drink. Fair enough. Yeah! Anytime, anytime Bill says, quote, titties be hanging out, unquote, <laughs> or any variations thereof, take two drinks. Yes, Bill Mudrin, that is a thing. I just say how my titties be hanging out. I Every- wake up and I'm like, oh, my titties already out and they're not even awake yet. 
Spoilers. Anytime Bill says spoilers after already saying the spoiler, take two drinks. I'm going to argue that right there, there's liver failure. <laughs> going to throw that out there. Uh, how many of these rules are there? <laughs> a lot, huh? 14. Whenever Annie points out Bill is about to make a joke, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> I'm like, we're just laughing. This is great podcasting. If, if Bill eats something or talks with food in his mouth, <laughs> take a drink. Uh, well, then, okay. Stop it. If Annie eats something, chug a drink. Um, Bill calls someone by a movie title rather than their name. Take yeah. two drinks. Again, liver failure. I didn't realize both Thor. <laughs> yes, Thor and um, West Wing. Thor and West Wing. And what should we call Richard Jenkins? Who's Richard Jenkins? Richard Jenkins. My record skipping. Richard Jenkins played the... Um, uh, the other guy who's not Bradley Woodford. Excuse me, who was yeah, not Yeah, because he's been in a bazillion things. Yeah. He's been in so I love many things him. I couldn't even remember. He's great. We're talking about Cabin in the Woods for people. We're not going to spoil that We'll get that to right it a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, he's great. And he reminds me of my dad. I love Richard Griffin. I can totally say that. He got um, old. Bill calls someone by movie title by the name Two Drinks. I'm going to argue that that, again, will be liver failure. Just, or at least shit-faced immediately. Because that's a lot of drinks in succession. Because it's never <laughs> just a name. It's like, I really liked that movie where Thor met... Um... Man, my favorite part of Die Hard when, <laughs> is when Avengers hangs out with Looper and they have to fight the Lion King. I like in that sentence, you called, you called Bruce Willis both Die Hard and Looper. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of Looper when Looper has to fight Die Hard. Spoilers for Looper. We are way too pleased with ourselves. <laughs> Every time Mass Effect or that, Korra... That's actually another drink because we just spoil the whole <laughs> Every time Mass Effect or Korra or Avatar or Uncharted is mentioned, take a drink. That really dates us the last spring, though, because we haven't really talked about much of that stuff. That is stuff. not true. May, March was rough the last... Because all it was was Mass Effect ending, Korra, Korra, Avatar, Mass Effect ending, Mass Effect ending, Korra. We want Lin Bay Fong and Oh, Korra that reminds makeup. me. I have to add a note. Hold on. Hold what? on, friends. I have to remember oh, to talk about is, something. Man, this audio podcast. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> well, Annie's type. What are you typing into the There's show There's a notes? note I have, we have to talk about. Whoa. Legend of Korra? Mass Effect? Uh, man, did you see the Mass Effect? It's no, the- we're, we're doing the drinking game bit right now. We're not talking about anything else. we got to finish this bit. We're going to do something where we commit to it and finish it. <laughs> Why is done? not why is not um Bill burps and tries to say a word? I... Why is that <laughs> Ralph Macchio? Man, the most satisfying thing in the world is to burp and say Ralph Macchio at the same time. Because Ralph Macchio is such a great meaty burp, it's not Ralph. Nolan Macchio. North is mentioned, take three drinks. Yeah. Annie dismisses something Bill recommends, take two drinks. <laughs> Annie calls Bill a motherfucker for recommending something. Take four drinks. Oh. Annie refuses to talk about something. Take two <laughs> drinks. Annie or Bill says, man, man. take a drink. No, yeah. Um, um, oh, man, there's a, I'm listening to, the, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to focus, focus, committed. Bill calls someone friend of the podcast. Take a drink. Bill mentions Stephen King. Take a drink. <laughs> wow, I didn't really Annie mentions Tom Hardy. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Tom Hardy should play Stephen King in the Dark Tower movie. <laughs> Bill talks about something he's talked about before without knowing he's talked about it before. Take a drink. Bill tries to talk Annie into reading Dark Towers. (laughs) Bill talks about some disturbing gif he found on the internet. Take two drinks. 
Annie says, yeah, like, Bill, take three drinks. <laughs> Bill like... says, yeah, take a sip or else you'll die. See, that's that's his stinger. Thank you, Grumpy Turtle, for this drinking game. Grumpy Turtle, Daniel, you're fantastic. That will kill any listener who attempts to play it. Oh, how many? That's was like like ten rules. Yeah. Oh God, what's what's counting is difficult. What's the show that John Ritter was on Um, when he died? uh, A beloved Grumpy Turtle who is watching the (laughs) live cast says, "That's I only pick a couple of these. You can't do them all. You will die." He does recommend at the start of this list that you split them up over a series of episodes. Eight minutes ago, you started talking about your Mama Fratelli cosplay (laughs) idea. What was it? Wow, you remembered it. You said I had to to bring that back. Before I get to that, real quick, I became obsessed with. I had to close the loop. I became obsessed with this week with the song American Boy by Estelle. Yeah. Totally it's... obsessed with it. Listen to the it show notes easily. For... We can put that in the music for the <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I easily listen to it maybe I'm gonna say conservatively three hundred times over the week. And um there's Why do you a like part it so much. I don't I, I'm I, just, I listen to the I'm video. just addicted it seems nice. to it. Okay. The there I like the sampling in it. And I, I do love Kanye West. I love his dumb shit rhymes. Oh no, his they make album, me so happy. What's his last album that had Nicki Minaj on it? She's actually I, the I best listened, part of his album. She does I've a monster. To very little. I'm a monster. <laughs> I've listened to very little Kanye. I've Kanye only really heard amazing. that song and then Power from um, Saints Row. Because that song, and then I became obsessed with that song. Kanye seems like a horrible person. My favorite but rhyme again, in that song when I is when I look down at my diamond encrusted piece because <laughs> he has to pull out every single syllable to make it work. My favorite rhyme in in American Boy is before he speaks his suit bespoke, which is a great line. It's a great line. Anyway, it's not a rhyme. It is a lyric. Regardless. Anyway, my point is that there's a part in this song where Estelle says yes. See what you do when you're really excited? Yes, that, yes! She does that, yes, that song. I don't know, I watched the video, I didn't even notice. Estelle's American Boy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, I gotta stop doing that. I have a verbal take where I do that. What's up? Where I go, yes. anyway, um, so. What? Yeah. Uh, I do it. My cosplay, my Goonies related cosplay. The jo- the story I was going to dovetail that into was playing Dishonored. We got to the point where we're in the we we got to the point where we went. Spoiler to- for Dishonored. You go talk to a gang. You meet some thugs. It's not much of a spoiler, but they're all dressed all dapper, like really nicely. Is this the Bottle Street gang? Yeah. And uh, fucking butcher Bill, motherfucker. I know, man. right? It's awesome. I did you hear all his, I went did from you a read game. His backstory. Let's not talk about it on the podcast. I yes. said spoilers. <laughs> Grab a turtle, cover your ears. <laughs> No, his backstory is awesome. I love all the He's writing like the in this game. He's the second character in this game. Yeah, yeah it's great. Anyway, <laughs> my okay. so she's like I and I told her you should totally dress like one of the thugs from Dishonored for um, Halloween. And then I was like, yes, because then while you're not looking, I can just hit you with some red spray paint, and then you can be a native, and I could be a, a dead rabbit. And my Halloween uh, dreams yeah. will be. Well, you've been talking about being a dead rabbit for years. Yeah, but this leads back into the Goonies how. Well, are you talking about dressing like things for Halloween? Oh, I thought you actually had talked about Mama Fratelli cosplay. No, believe it or not, no. Do we know anyone who's bald that he can be Joey Pants? <laughs> I forgot that Joey Pants is in that yeah, movie. he's the younger brother. Aww. He's the one who gets his shit beat out of him by uh, Robert Davi uh, singing opera and shit. That fucking, he looks like Machete. Danny Trejo? Yeah! What's up with Latino guys getting faces that look like orange peels? You've got, you got... Space Dad. Space Dad. You got which Space Dad? What's his name? William Adama. About Star Galactica. <laughs> William Adama. Um, uh, Edward. James I can't Thomas? believe I still can't remember the character's name. Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. <laughs> and you got Mach- Machete. Machete. And uh, Danny Trejo is so great. 
Anyway. What the hell were we talking about? I did not remember. How many guests we have left? <laughs> Believe it or not, the same amount. God bless you all. Uh, so. Someone just left the song while they're pooping. Always <laughs> I hope she just turned it on and left the room just to make me feel better about myself. Exactly. Um, so how are you enjoying Dishonored? We'll keep spoilers to a minimum for the sta- sake of... Oh, we are going to talk about Dishonored for reals. Uh, Dishonored I, I'm, I finally, so you're actually further than me, because you, you got past the... This you, game is going to take me... to go me, to Dunwall Tower, this game, which is where you start off from. Spoiler. This game is going to take me three months to beat. Why? Because I'm just really methodical with we're it. We're towards the end. I... No, we're not. What part are you at? Are you kidding? What? How many, how many missions have you done? Six or seven. Oh, I'm on my, like, third. What are you doing? We, you, you're saying you're past where I am. Well, what are, are you doing? Are you on the mission to assassinate the Grand High Overseer? Which one's the Grand... I've killed so many people, you don't, I can't remember. You don't know. Okay, then maybe not. What environment are you in? I just got to the bridge. Like, I'm crossing the bridge to go saying, get I'm like three missions Solikov. past you. Oh, okay. Oh, they, he's not the... He's the scientist guy. Yeah. He's not the Grand High Overseer. Is he the overseer? I didn't say that. I said, "Are you going to kill the Grand Heist overseer?" Because I've already done that. Yeah, I'm kind of. This is the worst wait, podcast how did you in the kill world. The, wait, you, you're saying you killed the overseer? No. I oh, no, I am supposed to be going to kill the high overseer now. I'm. <laughs> now you're gonna spoil me now, motherfucker. Technically, well, I, there's another mission or two after my mission. Yeah. They, they set up this last mission. Well, the mission that I'm on right now, which is to kill the bad guy who. Supposedly has orchestrated everything. The high region. And it sounds like there's another mission or two after that. Mm. It sounds like there's about ten missions in the game. I'm on the seventh. Annie, it sounds like you're on the third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. I'm barely into it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you know, you're on the bridge one. Which, the bridge is great. I yeah. still haven't seen any of the walkers yet. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're a couple missions behind me. Okay. Oh, shit, this game is going to take me forever. I save, I'm not even kidding, I checked the other night, I save every two or three minutes playing Dishonored, because I freak out so much. Have you killed everyone, all your targets? No. Because that's one of the things I like about the game is the fe- like, well, I, 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 we probably talked about this last week, but you can beat the game without killing anybody. I'm trying really hard but to I not thought kill that, anybody else. I, that I didn't realize that also included your targets, because the whole yeah. point is you're an assassin, you're supposed to be taking these guys out. Every target in the game, like like the end point the, of each mission, you do have an ability to either warn people and say, hey, get the hell out of Dodge, or you can knock out. Oh, you can out. do that? Some guys, there's multiple... It's not even a matter of, huh. okay, I kill them or I don't kill them, but there's different... Like, you can blackmail people yeah. and stuff like no, that. No, the in the mission with um where you meet Butcher Bill, and did you did you do the non-lethal version on that one? Wait, what's the... Where we are the... going to have to spoil some... Uh, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I don't want to get the details, but there's a mission where you have to kill two brothers. Did you do the non-lethal version in that? Is that in the Golden Cat? Yeah. Or did you kill No, I definitely did... I definitely lethalized the fuck out of one of them. The one in the basement that's yeah. in the... In the uh, steam room. The steam room. Did you go into the boiler room next to the steam room? Turn that valve on and boil those motherfuckers alive. See, I did the non-lethal version. It is fucked up. What do you do? I don't want to say. It's a spoiler. It's great. It's really emotionally satisfying. Here, Grumpy that's Turtle. That's an early mission, yeah. Grumpy Turtle or people who don't want to be spoiled, close your ears. You go to put your bill. And and he and you do these missions for him. Oh really? And then you go to him and you and you say, um, well, you know, I did these missions. I did one mission. So for you him. know how they they have the mines? Yeah. He he kidnaps them, shaves their head, cuts out their tongues, and puts them to work in their own mines. Holy shit! Okay, see that's fantastic though. It's but badass. I know there's like I think you like the second brother at least can go up. You could still have a conversation with him that'll juke like make him go away. Huh? But I didn't realize there's a way you could uh, non-lethal like you neutralize both brothers without killing them. Hmm. Huh. 
No, I totally... So there's multiple missions for Butcher Bill, then? Yeah. For Slackjaw, that's who we're yeah. talking about. Okay, because I saw there's an achievement for getting for doing all of his missions, and he only asked I me to get do it. one thing. That sucks. I wonder if you come back, because it seems like there's a couple things you come uh. back to later on in the game. But, no, that, 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 that's fucking awesome. I keep accidentally fucking him up, though. I'm worried he's not gonna... Slackjaw? Yeah. Did you poison... I poison... Of course I did. I'm gonna do anything that Susan Sarandon tells me to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I, I want to see her show up again, too. Well, she shows up in, in the mission I just did. She's in the alley. And you, you can actually talk oh, to her about... Oh, and the gutter beneath, kind of yeah. like, yeah, where, where the weepers are. Yeah. yeah, that's how you get into the bottom of the black hat. I know right why now. they added weepers to the game, but I wish they didn't add weepers Some to the game. Shit. It's like, it's it's just not needed. That fighting is not necessarily that fun. It's just being attacked by mindless zombies, and they kind of, like, they do a lot of and damage they kill, to you. And they kill and get, as your kill count. Oh, do they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Are you trying to get through the whole game without killing? Can well, I... I I accidentally earlier in the game I was so bad and I had so few abilities to help me get through it. Yeah. I ac- I killed almost everybody in my first mission. I tried I... to be sneaky, but I was man. Yeah. I can only be sneaky if I have <laughs> grotesque abilities that enable me to be sneaky. And, but I'm tempted to go back and replay. Did you see you can just replay individual missions? It's not like you have to restart mm-hmm. the whole game. But I think that's great. Does it affect th- your progression? Because I haven't tried that yet. Because that doesn't. Uh, I don't sense. know if you, I don't know if when you go back to replay a mission, if you also get the new uh, stuff you've unlocked. Too. Stealth does take forever. I, that's why this game is going to take me. Uh, one of our this? live stream oh, okay. bros Guest just said five oh six. Yes, you streamer one zero three two four one said stealth takes forever. Yo, unquote. Man, Which is true. Uh, do you have the second version of Blink yet? Yeah. That you could actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the mission I'm at right now, I managed to bypass shitloads of yeah. the stage. Because I like I can just teleport from zip zap zap. I can tell there's this big open stage which was designed to take about an hour to crawl through. And with a blink, I just like bam, like five minutes, just bam, 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 bam. That's viable. I got really lucky with the path I chose though. I just happened to choose a path where there weren't many guards, and the guards I did bump into, they you know their back were, backs were exposed to me, so I could yeah. take them out really easily and stuff. But I got into this place a lot easier than I should have. Really, I love this game. Like I really like the lore of the world, and I like the art direction. Yeah, the art direction. And I like the level design and everything like that. Yeah, we're talking- I wish Corvo was more of a character. Well, I know why like he's I said, a cipher. At some point, he's got to talk. But yeah, this whole we were talking about this last week, but how lame it is to have another first-person game with a silent protagonist, which yeah. is so. Somebody, it's great. This is the first time I've actually seen this applied to a game, but I've seen people complain about Dishonored by describing it as a turn-of-the-century game, which is funny because, like, in that, well, technically, we just had a turn-of-the-century, in that it's a game kind of like ten years ago, very kind of Half-Life-y, silent protagonist. Oh, it That's is a turn-of-the-century turn in of the that century. it is like... Yeah, uh... not the turn-of-the-century, the late 19th century, but in that, like, I guess we're far away enough now from 2000, you can start using that as a term, turn-of-the-century, which kind of horrifies me, and I've seen people use that to describe this game, specifically... And how, how like kind of like half life you kind of is. Well, how half life Well, Bioshock, Bioshock, you have a smiling protagonist in that too. You never, yeah. your character never actually. But you have your character. Did you know that the, the team who worked who made this game actually worked on Bioshock too? They were one of the teams. They did a lot of the art direction and stuff. Yes, I told you this. Did you on this podcast? That was my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> you ass. I think I accidentally said I thought they were involved with the multiplayer. Yeah, no, it sounds like they were more like the art design and everything. Mm. So, of the single. I enjoyed player. Bioshock too. Um, anyway, uh, with Bioshock, it is less, somehow less offensive to me that you don't talk, because, like, especially in Bioshock 2, you are, like, a, your big daddy, and big daddy has been, Well, you're kind of a monster. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which makes sense that you wouldn't be talking. And, like, the the whole, like, mystique of the Big Daddy is so great because he doesn't talk. He's kind yeah. of Big Frankenstein that way. Yeah. Um, but... Sid asks, how difficult is Dishonored? I couldn't beat Half-Life. I could not play Half-Life at all. I was really... I, yeah. And it was That's largely... Big sadness is with you. I can never get you I to wanna play I want to play Half-Life. Maybe I can after... Maybe once now I've gotten my indoctrination, like... I, I think know. Dishonored's a good leeway into Dis- like into Half Life. Although Half Life Two is more combat, it's not. What's nice thing about Dishonored so is you can sneak around combat. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say, Sid. What's great about Dishonored is you get to the point where you unlock certain abilities, and then you can largely circumvent a lot of combat. Yeah, and it's it's as long as you save frequently, and you, so you can go back and undo things. Then it's it's. I find it to actually be a very low stress. Well, there's game. no boss battles in this game. It sounds like well, on, on top of the fact that you technically you can beat the game, and you do get an achievement for beating the game without killing anybody, which insinuates that you could probably play the game without if you play it well enough. You never have to have combat. You yeah. never have to fight if you're sneaky enough. Because yeah. like I said, like even these targets you're supposed to take out, you could either trick them or blackmail mm. them. Or get them fucked up so if somebody else takes them out. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, you're using your brain. Well, and it has a narrative impact, too. Yeah. Because, like, when I finished the first tutorial level and I just fucked up and I accidentally killed a lot of people and I was mm-hmm. trying to be sneaky and I was really bad at it, yeah. they were all talking about what a bloodthirsty monster I was, that I left this trail of bodies about that behind Corvo, me. He's a total monster. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it impacts the way characters talk about you and review you, too. Because, yeah. like, the Admiral, I did a mission where I managed to not kill anybody. And, or, like, it's up, like, one person. Got Emily back, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 everything I want to do is make her happy. Yeah. And oh man, this is. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Have you gotten to the bathtub scene yet? No. Okay. It's not with <laughs> Emily though, because that, that that would not be. <laughs> but now there's stuff we can talk about next week. Um, have you had any bugs in the game? No. Have you? Uh, there's some texture things. There's but... a mission. It's it's probably just like the second mission, maybe, where you have mm-hmm. to go. You have to sneak into this dude's mansion, and mm-hmm. you have to poison. You you have the ability to poison two guys. Mm-hmm. There is like these two guys are supposed to sneak, uh, supposed to walk into this dining room, and they have some wine, and you know they're going to mm-hmm. drink this wine, and you have the option to poison one glass, oh, poison yeah. the other glass, poison yeah. the whole bottle, so it poison both guys. Yeah. And um and so I kill like. This takes place inside this long dining room. You also have the option to break both the glasses. Exactly, which I I think that's what I did. I can't remember exactly. That's what I did. Um, But whatever it is I did, uh, I hid underneath the table. Oh, yeah. Because you could just hide under the table and wait for these guys to come in and watch and see what happens. You could be right there. You could actually pickpocket both guys as they're having the conversation stuff. That's great. But. In order to get into this room. Or spill the wine, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Hi, Carla. But I. to get into the room, I had to kill a bunch of guards. Just it was like the second mission of the game. I wasn't playing very carefully. I had to kill a bunch of the guards to get into this room, mm-hmm. and I killed a bunch of guards because I killed all the guards. At least on that that half of the mansion, I just left them out in the hallway. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't too worried about anyone finding them. But then I closed the door behind me and walked into the dining room and hid under the thing. And so my targets came in from a door on the other side of mm-hmm. the room, yeah, with a couple of guards of their own. For some reason, their guards could see through the door I closed behind me. They could see the dead bodies I'd left in the hallway. As soon as they opened up the door, they could see behind beyond the table and yeah, behind the door behind me. They had X-ray vision. They're like, "Oh my God, bodies! There's an intruder!" And I was well, like, when the they find bodies, they go on alert and then they start looking for you. Yeah, and then and then your shadows aren't as like no, but the door and... was like there's no way they should have seen been able to see me because like I said, these bodies were in a hallway. Did they know the door where you were and they were coming? No, from? I was completely hidden. But no, no, no. I was saying, did they know where you were? Or were they just looking for you? Because when they, they find bodies, okay, that's what I'm saying. And so what I did was like 
I had to reload. I tried this a couple times. I was like, why are these guys flipping out as soon as they enter this this room? Where there's no dead bodies inside the room, but there's dead bodies in the hallway outside of the the, the, the next door. See, I took all and the dead so bodies I out, and I put them on top of the duct well, tape. I'm trying to find fun ways to like, oh, yeah. Man, three, oh, God. <laughs> Stuffing bodies into closets. Yeah, and into no, I, I've been piling. When Foley got up this morning, I was playing Dishonored, and I just had a pile of like eight or nine guards that I kept put coming back and putting in this one trash can. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "They're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and be like, what happened? No, what's going on? What kind of you're unconscious or conscious? Yeah. No. So anyway, I did reload the save and I uh, removed the bodies. Mm-hmm. Went out in the hallway, removed the bodies, yeah. closed the door again, and actually, that's that's mm-hmm. the, the guards didn't freak out. That's how I realized it for some reason because they and, do get more perceptive when they're on alert. And there was another bug which makes where sense. I uh, there was another person I was supposed to kill, but I was able to convince him like you got to get on this boat and get the hell out of here because yeah. people are here to kill you. I didn't tell him I was the person. Here to kill you. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, so essentially, I'm supposed to take them down down into this basement of this place and say, hey, get on this boat and skedaddle. And this person, she would get halfway down to the basement, suddenly stop, and she would go to this open door and be like, I'm waiting here too long. I'm going back to my party. And, like, she wouldn't do what she was supposed to, just follow me down into the basement. And so I had to knock her out and drag her down the rest of the way to the boat and <laughs> put her on the style. boat. Yeah. And uh, it was just at a least, bug. And I couldn't worked. interact with her to see what was wrong with her. Oh, like, I couldn't, like, talk bill. to her, even though, like, there was the thing that says, you know, press X to talk. And I kept on pressing yeah. it, but it wouldn't do anything. It was obviously bugged out. And so I've been thinking about the whole silent protagonist thing. Because the silent protagonist has its place. And it has games where it works. Yeah. Like, Portal, the silent protagonist, I think, works really well in Portal. And, like, I don't think you need to speak beyond the one Portal's line. Portal's not really a narrative narrative game. That's, well, see, so I feel two minds about Dishonored. Because in Dishonored, it makes sense that you are your actions only. Because your action, like, how you... Don't... Why are you trying? I'm taking this away. No rum. I'm taking this My away. My baby's from you. rum. Quack <laughs> water, you cheeky nigga. Oh my god! I'm gonna talk like, like Cloud Atlas. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and yet it's very descriptive at the oh same time. Oh god! No, so you, it makes sense that in a game like Dishonored, you are just your actions, and the actions defines the character that you are. No, can you try and think? Where would you introduce the dialogue? Well, I'm not totally missing the, like, the only place I miss the dialogue is in talking to Emily. Yeah. Where I want to actually interact with her. She just talks at me. Yeah. And uh, also uh, uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> when I talk to her. Well, okay. So the, you could argue that, so in this game, you can be a crazy murderer. You can be a sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. You can be like magic possession-y guy. And the voice of that character, it may be discongruous if you're, discongruous, excuse me, if you're, like, choosing one of those paths. It'd be hard to cast and act and direct an actor that can do, like, unless they did something like in Mass Effect or even, like, Dragon Age, where, like, the voices, like, change yeah. depending on your actions. That's so a lot like, of work the right there. I, and what benefit? To what benefit? The only even reason why I miss having a voice with Emily and to a lesser extent with the Game of Thrones is because Emily's supposed to know you. She's a friend of the family. Yeah. And she interacts with you like, hey, Cornwall, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're just interacting with her like this big, stupid Frankenstein. Yeah. Hey! Hey, Corvo, remember that time we went to the beach and you strangled everybody? <laughs> and you're just kind of sitting there going, Ugh. And it's, 
just a little bit like yeah. I mean, you talk around that like you have pre-scripted. Yeah. It, like you don't talk, but like you can be like, yes, I remember that time. See, or no. yeah, it could be like in your your kind of Mass Effect shorthand, where it's just like general tone, and then you select it, and then it's the voice. Yeah, I guess it's, says it, it does sound like talk eventual, but yeah, Koro is a kind of a cipher. And I, I don't know. I hate the game. I love this game, and I'm having a great time. That just yeah. makes me kind of. Oof. Oh yeah, one other thing with the but the nice thing aside from uh, also being given the ability to kill somebody mm-hmm. versus letting them go or doing non-lethal takeouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you do uh, just navigating through the environments, they, there's multiple ways to do that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. In the Golden Cat, uh, towards the end, uh, the one guy you were talking about, the one the, the guys you can have enslaved in the mines. Mm-hmm. To get into the room of the second guy who's up in the very top of the Golden Cat whorehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come from the inside, which you kind of have to do because there's some clues and stuff you have to find, uh, you have to go come up from uh, a first floor up to a second floor rounded terrace filled yeah. with guards. Yeah. And uh, because you're coming up, it's really hard to see who's doing what, even yeah. if you have the thing where you can see through walls because sometimes yeah. still it doesn't pick up everybody in the environment. Well, if they're too far or if there's like too much in between, yeah. then And because work. it's a big circular environment, like there's nowhere really to hide. You're really yeah. exposed coming up there. And I tried to go through that like half a dozen times and I just kept on getting wiped out or just like... Yeah. Like one person would find me, and that's all it took for it to alarm everyone else. And uh, one one of the last times I finally actually, like, even though everyone was attacking me, I finally did charge into the room where my target was. And I realized there was a little terrace uh, inside his room. And I realized I could just, if I, if I actually climbed out of the building that I'm trying to sneak through, just from the exterior, and then sneak yeah. in through the terrace thing, then I could fuck him up without any guards inside knowing what's going on. So I did that. And that, like, that was a lot easier yeah. and felt more ninja-like. I know, you, you feel more badass. You still have the option to charge through the guards inside yeah. or sneak through and sl- slowly take out very patiently. See, and like, I never went through any of this because I went through a third yeah, and th- Yeah, exactly. And But like, even within my attempts to directly take that guy out, I saw different ways to do stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's very It's a very clever game. But I never got feel... like an onion. I never feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And I never feel guided. Because yeah. the thing about... Um, uh, human um deus ex human revolution was that there were multiple paths but they were kind of like well you can either go in guns blazing or be that's sneaky it, yeah, exactly. to Where's a this, degree it's more just a kind of almost sandboxy yeah. in that and sometimes like even reading the journals will yeah. give you yeah or eavesdropping on conversations yeah exactly give you bits of information yeah. that'll let you do things you otherwise wouldn't be able to do and yeah because it's not the perfect game or anything like that, but it's. I'm surprised. We like the def- It's going to take me eight weeks to finish. It, it is. Yeah, actually, I'll I'm like, be. I'll be done next three week. Three feet. Save. It yeah. freaks me the fuck out. It does. I have so much trouble with first person. I really do. Oh man, you're at the end of your mission trying to get capture Sokolov. I'm kind of curious. Don't, no spoilers, Bill. I'm really enjoying the narrative. Don't you dare well, spoil no, there. There's, 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 he has a conversation with somebody that made me really want to like not kill the person that he's with when you when mm. you meet up with him. And, oh, my. oh no no! no that's I would not just sleeping dart them. Not with Sokolov. Ooh. Oh no! In, in the Golden Cat, that's what it was because oh. you're trying to kill two brothers. Yeah. And when you uh, happen across both of them, big spoilers. Each one has a whore with them, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, you know, it's a whorehouse. You don't want to kill the ladies there, man. And there's so many bloody. This game has more bloody, nasty mattresses stacked up in corners <laughs> than any game I've ever seen. Dude, it's plague time, dude. And like when you see the whores, they're their quarters. Like yeah, they're just yeah. sleeping on these bloody, dirty mattresses it's on gross. the floor and stuff it's really disgusting it's... but it made me really want to make sure like i only killed the guards i did not want yeah. to hurt any of the girls but then i accidentally did boil uh the dude alive in the basement with his i didn't realize i, I didn't realize his wife alive. his girlfriend or his girlfriend 
his uh his doxy was in there with him mm-hmm. and so they got both roasted alive but i thought that was so hilarious i let that stand and then when you're sneaking like the second guy like i said when you're trying to sneak in from the outside of the terrace you can have a, hear a conversation he's having with his uh prostitute yeah and it made me like oh my god this guy is so fucking grody but i want to protect this lady but then i went in there and things went haywire and i actually like I had a grenade and I dropped it and blew everyone up, including her. <laughs> you were doing the opposite of how I play this game, Bill. I uh, can't remember if I saved after that or what. I know I, I killed that guy too. Oh, but it was one of those Bill. Where, like, and then you know, like her arm was on the other side of the room or something. It's so much for me trying to save her. But yeah, no, uh, that's man, that's like a half an hour of dishonor talk. But it's a good game. Dishonored is so good. I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah, like I said, the story or anything isn't that amazing, but it's See, just... I'm enjoying the story. It is just enough. No, the enough. story is good. It's I like the world. It is The story is enough to give me momentum to keep going, and oh, then yeah. there's enough um, uh, color to the to the world that I can... I As much as Corvo is a blank slate, I love everybody that you're working with. Yeah. Your, your gang of... Uh, Dude, yeah. The, you know, I'm not a big fan of voice actors in video games, because by nature actors are not necessarily good voice actors. They're, those two aren't necessarily the same. But the voice acting in this game, I really did. It's super solid. Yeah. There is this weird, like, I don't get the... It's kind of funny. I feel like we come out on the other end of stunt casting in video games where no one really cares anymore. Because yeah. this game has a lot of fucking stunt casting in it, and I never heard, like, I think made a little bit of a thing about it. But it's like, it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, whatever. The only Freddy thing in there, I'm not that, that whatever. jazzed about, is the Admiral guy, who's uh, John Slatter from Mad Men. He's kind of passive. Like He's him. a guy like, "Hey, Corvo, you have to go do this." See, I've known enough He's military like men in my life in a little bit, like, that. Where... That's exactly how a battered old Just, military also, man is. Also, from Mad Men being a little yeah. more vivacious and a little more goony. It's almost like maybe they, actors they, aren't necessarily good voiceover actors because it's too. But he's only kind of weak link in the cast for me. But the chick who played Emily, she's good. I guess she's crazy vampire chick from what's her name? Hugo. People are beating off on her on 4chan. She's some blonde. She's playing Carrie in the Carrie remake. Uh, like I said, Game is of it, Thrones is, is awesome. she kick-ass lady? Yeah. Is that her? Hit girl. I've never seen the movie, but... Montez. Something. Mon- anyway. Inigo Montoya. But yeah, it's like things like, like, like with Emma Stone in, in Sleeping Dogs and Lucy Liu in Sleeping Dogs. It's like, what does this... Granted, I'll listen to, to um, you know... Any, the lady who... Uh, Chloe Grace? Yeah, I guess. Sister? The lady who, not the maid, but the other lady who Chloe, kind of takes care of the hound pits. Yeah. The lady who has the red hair and the short, the short yeah, hair and, and the, the cap. cap and everything like Did that. Did you she heart her? Heart her? Did you use the heart on her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, why would happen? Well, I think well, it did, but why? What's because the heart? All says, of their stories are sad. Oh man, the heart's like she dreams of of sailing and yeah, exactly. Yeah, in her hair, but she was born a woman. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that feel, bro. God, use that. Yeah. Oh man, you were talking about. Sp- yeah, did you figure out who the heart is? There's some extra part later on where I'm like, oh, oh. shit. There'll be a moment where like I'm just messing with the heart, looking for a rune, and yeah. because I'll hit the button, sh- the, the heart will say something. Yeah, and I'll be like, fuck heart. <laughs> That mechanic is my favorite mechanic in the game. And whoever does the voice acting for the heart is great. Just sort of like really sad. It's very subtle. Yeah. Very understated. And the guy who, the the, the Brad Dorf playing Piero. We talked about this last week, but I love him where he's kind of like, hey, I built you something. Well, he's kind of nerdy, but he's he's, he's like uh, Clarence Boddicker in Robocop, but nice. Yes. Anyway, that's our Dishonored talk. Dishonored. We like it so much. I mentioned last week that I finished Cloud Atlas. Speaking of Cloud Atlas. 
I did finish it. It's good. The movie comes out next week, which is perfect timing. Yeah. Are you going to go see it? David, do you care about Cloud Atlas at all? It's got Halle Berry in eight roles. See, that's why I'm not interested in it. Honestly, God, of looks... course it'd be up my alley, because I want to see weird, dumb, post-apocalyptic stuff, and yeah. then, like, weird future science it's stuff. Scott, did you see Hugh Grant is, like, the head? He's the head cannibal! That makes me so happy! Hugh Grant is the head cannibal. Because I my saw favorite the photo. I, saw, I knew that Hugh Grant was in the movie. Yep. And then I saw the pictures of the head cannibal, and I was like, that's a weird-looking cannibal guy. That's you, Grant. I was like, oh shit, that's great. He got those weird, sad eyes. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. super pumped. Uh, that's see, I'm, cool. I'm, I'll go see when it's three dollars. I'm gonna have a pint as I watch it. But I think it's also a long movie. I think it's like two and a half hours again, long, which it needs to be because I have no idea how they're gonna fit like all that narrative because it is six short stories. Yeah, squeezed. I mean, that's what the, the the book is, and squeezing that into a three hour movie, like. What's six? What's what three hours, three hours divided by six? Twenty minutes. Why well, just twenty minutes per story? <laughs> no, it's not twenty minutes. Wait, know what it is? Anyway, Bill stupid. Anyway, I can't make fun of you too hard for math. Um, did did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good book. Well, what, what, what did you do this week? What else? What else? I watched the Fast and the Furious. Which one? The first one. The remake first one, I should say. What do you mean the remake first one? Well, it's a remake, sort of. Is it? Kind of. I thought it was its own original There was a movie that came out in the 60s called The Fast and the Furious. Oh, I I don't know if it was... I know this because I tried to buy it on iTunes. That's what it was Sean Rodriguez, right? Yes, that's that's why I watched it. That's the reason for watching it, right? Was she hot? She walked around with a bra and a white tank top. Dude, there's a part where she's fixing a car, and so she's got, like, the mechanic britches and then a tank top, and I'm like... (laughs) She is a real-life version of What's-Her-Name from the... uh, What's the Disney movie, the underwater stuff? The Atlantis. Hot, Atlantis. She's she wasn't hot. hot. The mechanic girl? She wasn't hot. So she got sauced up a little bit. Oh, whatever. Who was the mechanic lady in Atlantis? I can't remember her name. I had an action figure of her. But if you could take off that action figure's overall, you get... Anyway, I watched it explicitly for Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez is really pretty. Yeah. Did she die in that one? Not in that one. She tends to die in movies. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, yeah. she's showing up in the... Mo- in, she showed up in the last one. As a clone? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it worked in the goddamn Resident Evil movie. <laughs> there is a scene where she makes out with Vin Diesel. I was just like, okay, this is why I showed up. Let's be honest. Well, if she comes back as a clone and they give her like six boobs, and it's even better, right? No. And even even like, even sluttier eyes. Do not build boobs. Do not. Even sluttier eyes. Slutty broken Godzilla eyes. <laughs> slutty broken Godzilla eyes. She has those eyes that are kind of half lidded and going off in four different directions. Really, Bill? Yeah. Slutty Godzilla. I'm not saying you own SluttyGodzilla.com. Man, Michelle Rodriguez would, must have been one of the only things that kept you going through Lost for a while. There, huh? <laughs> but then they got rid of her. She was a cop too, man. Oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, and her mom was the hot chick from Falling Down? You've never seen that Falling is, Down. No. It's kind of a racist movie. <laughs> no, um, Michelle Rodriguez, man. I, I want her. Why is Michelle Rodriguez not in the female Expendables? She better be. Is that the one you announced? Well, did you see they announced the second... Like, I guess oh, this one that had been announced yeah. was somebody else was like, that's a good idea. We're going to make a female Expendables. And then I guess the actual producers of the Expendables came out now and said, we're going to do the female Expendables. I, okay, you know what, though? I would love if in two years there are three or four female Expendables <laughs> movies in theaters. I'm not kidding. Zoe Bell is live... two and a half of them. <laughs> two and a half of them. I want to live in a universe where that's a thing. I was thinking about Haywire the other day and how much I goddamn love that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how, man, you know, I wish that whole Channing Tatum arc was out of the movie because you don't need it but i suddenly realized that 
Channing Tatum is the the female is the damsel love interest in that movie. Ah. Like I never really thought about it that way. That if it were any other movie, then the protagonist would be like fucking Jason Statham or something. And Gina Gina Carano would at best be Channing Tatum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The character that she kind of he kind of bangs and then sacrifices to motivate the protagonist. I was like, oh man, I never really sunk in that. That's totally he dying. Yes, he does. Does he die in the? In Haywire. I know he gets fucked up. I couldn't remember. He dies. Oh, yeah, okay. that motivates the character to kill everybody. Oh, and she shows up in Cornrows. Oh, man. Haywire. Fucking love A Haywire. lady in Cornrows, hot or not? No. No. Okay, good. That's the one thing in the movie where it's like, I know why she's putting her hair she's up in not Cornrows. Supposed to, it's not supposed to be sexual, motherfucker. Also, she's not really ever overly sexualized in that movie. Like, even her dress is not... <laughs> See, now you guys can see the face that Bill is making because of the live stream. You know, like a movie with Gina Carano and be like, oh, she's just accidental pretty. Well, she's not... Well, dude, you're not going to make a movie where anyone is allowed to be ugly unless it's a plot point that they're super ugly. The part where Ewan McGregor is following her and then he's like licking through a... <laughs> Boop! He's licking through Boop. binoculars! The joke is backing up, everybody. <laughs> Boop! Boop! He's licking through binoculars! Call the joke receiving department. He's looking through binoculars on the beach. Where's Gina Carano? And you see her vulva come down. Right? <laughs> He's like, oh my God, Why am I encouraging you by laughing at this? She just lowers itself down in this field of vision through the binoculars. And suddenly, she pulls a gun right between her vulvas and shoots him in the face. That's my favorite part of Haywire. <laughs> but like, there's another Gina Carano that pulls up the gun. Between her, I like that's also her vulvas. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's what happened. Oh. I'm just saying, when you're an MMA fighter, you gotta shave off your pubes, or whether someone grab them and throw you out of the ring by your pubes. Did you see the MMA gift this week <laughs> of the monkeys throwing the raccoon out of the monkey pen? <laughs> I guess a fat raccoon had snuck into a monkey pen <laughs> and then grabbed the raccoon <laughs> and they just hurl it out of the monkey pen. <laughs> Why am I on this podcast with you? I have done this for a year. I have made bad decisions. That gotta be the picture of the raccoon monkeys. Oh, we gotta talk about big text. We're gonna change the subject. Big text. Big text. I gotta bring it down. Oh, big text. Big text died this week, everybody. I'm so sad. That was gonna be our first Geek Week oh. news and review, but that's so sad. Big text died. So, Big text is this terrifying 50 foot tall cowboy. Which we just talked about like three weeks ago. We just ago. talked about him a couple weeks ago. We killed him with our love. Um, Big Tex is a giant steel reinforced cowboy. Yeah. Um, and he has like this, I think he, his hand waves. Yeah, his hand waves. And then his jaw jaw just moves up and down. And like whenever you're near him, you hear the sound of the terrifying There was an episode of uh, King of the Hill that was all about Big Tex. Was there one? Yeah. I think, I I think, uh, uh, Luann, she stages a sit-in. I think yeah. Bobby ends up count commandeering Big Tex or something like Big that. Big Tex is amazing because Big Tex Big is such Tex a weird throwback. Amazing. God damn it. Big Tex is like, is, I mean, he is, he was made in like 1940. Well, they said that the, the, the ironic thing was they were just wrapping up his 60th anniversary. Yeah. Part. That's what this whole thing was. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, he's, he's at the big, he's at the, t- uh, he's at the Texas State, State, State Fair Texas? every year, but mm-hmm. this just happened to be a 60th anniversary. And which they said his, his, the armature is still standing. Yeah. So they can just rebuild. And they, they said they've replaced the outside a whole bunch of times. So oh, actually, yeah. this is just, we'll just have to I know, but them. still there what are pictures of, of him on fire. The fire looked horrifying, though, because it's a giant 50-foot flaming man. 
Are we getting delightful feedback from No, our... uh, Sid just said, Annie, I saw this book called Venus with Biceps. It's a visual history of buff ladies. It's for pr- Annie's private viewing material later. <laughs> Thanks, Sid. <laughs> no, um, Aww. no, so, no, big text, man. So, yeah, he's terrifying. He's great because he's, like, totally a throwback because he's just like this weird gross armature very like disturbing looking and he just his jaw just kind of hinges randomly and uh he's kind of grotesque looking yeah but this i loved that because that's the state fair texas that's where you can go and have deep fried butter you know that's the state fair texas right there and it's so sad there are pictures online did you see the one calamity john posted that's um this ball of fire on his head that looks like an afro of flame no I saw Bull's hat kind of went up, so yeah. it looked like a sombrero fire. Yeah. It looked like some Wicker Man bullshit. Big it really tex. did. Yeah. Poor Big Tex. He went up. We can't rebuild like, him. It sounds like, well, it wasn't funny. Well, it's funny because it wasn't like the whole, like, there was a big fire. Mm-hmm. It just, whatever fire happened within him, they think it's just the electrical system. Is short it's about. almost like he's like a 60-year-old creepy know, exactly, animatronic yeah. thing that no one has fixed because it's Texas. <laughs> They'll replace his jeans every year. in the shadow of Big Tex. <laughs> He'll change He'll change this jeans every year, but that's about it. Is that what they do? Yes, Levi makes new. Maybe uh, not yeah, every you year. were talking about this. They make him that. a giant pair they of jeans. New, yeah, new and they're never getting that cloth back. They're so pissed. But yeah. So, Bill, uh, you watched the first episode of Buffy. I don't know what the hell got up in my ass to watch the first episode of Buffy. Again. Never rewatched. Every Buffy. time I've ever gone back to watch Buffy, I go back to watch an episode from seasons two or three. It's been forever since I watched anything from the first season. So I watched the pilot again for maybe for the first time since I started watching the show. Yeah, like back in the day. Mm. Oh my God. Some the second or two shit, seasons are hard to watch just because, yeah. like, that show hasn't aged any well. But you go back to the original no. pilot. That's fucking. Well, that's terrible. even worse because it's a pilot. They're talking know. about how hot James Spader is. Who is James Spader? James Spader. He was in Secretary. Did you watch uh, The Office last year? Like, that's where you jumped to. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Robert California. Yeah. Who's that guy. Talking about, and this is Bu- Grant Buffy. You know what the thing is? Like, Buffy has aged so poorly. I, never, I keep on thinking it started in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That show started in 1997. Because, I like, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I'll watch, like, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And that started off, like, that show is actually older than Buffy, and going back and watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine, that actually seems, like, aside from the fact it's shot in standard definition, and some of the CGI effects well, look really shoddy. It's not, like, pop culture references. I know, exactly. And, like, That's fashion why Buffy of... just got kicked in the nuts by time, just because that shit, like, ugh. Yeah. It's real, And, like, everyone's worried about fashion. And You can't yeah. go home again, my friend. Though, man, okay, I, have I talked at all about how I, my new job, I work with girls, and it's weird to me. Yeah, well, So I work with girls. Girls with biceps? Not women, I wish. <laughs> I make my days go by a lot easier. <laughs> no, um, the uh, I work with a lot of, not like, not like women, but like, I'm, I'm, I hate to, but it's girls. Yeah. Who give a lot of shits about fashion and pretty much like, how you, too. Well, how does this tie into your job? You work this at is my a... new job. Don't, I don't talk about my job on this podcast, Bill. But oh, I work the, in corporate like, it's now. It's like this thoroughly modern Millie kind of thing, right? I don't even know what that joke means, Bill. Stealing girls for prostitutes. Isn't that what happens? Yes. Really okay, white slavers. I yeah. wasn't quite sure where you were going with that. I think that's acceptable. Yes, Bill. White well- slavers. That's what I <laughs> Well, I thought you meant, like, I, was I, were you trying to imply that I'm a stenog who moved to the big city trying to marry my boss? That was where I is went that to. that how that movie starts? That's the plot of Thoroughly Modern Millie. Julie Andrews, she gets uh, Yeah, Julie Andrews is a stenographer. She's moved from, like, Podunk, Kansas. She moves to big city because she wants to become a stenographer and marry her boss. And so when she's going around and trying for positions, she meets her bosses and she's like, no, you're not attractive. She doesn't take the job. But she finally hits, what's his name? Oh, man, he's so goddamn funny. You did marry a co-worker. I did marry a co-worker. 
Man, I got my pen all up in that company ink, man. Mm. <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway, anyway, These yeah. women who care so deeply about fashion, which is so alien to me, and I don't actually interact with anyone like that usually, yeah. that I'm sometimes like... Also, they're, they're fitness people. Are they like in their early 20s? Like, oh, you say that like an alien race. They well, are it is. <laughs> well, no, but they are. Like, they were talking the other day. Three of them were talking about running like a, a 30K. Oh, you know, 30K. I did it. You, go, you can only do a 50K once every couple of years. That's when, I'm you, like... run, that's when you run down the block and you have to raise $30,000 to sponsor you? <laughs> no. It's when you run 30... I don't miles? fucking know, man. That's when I hear 30K. I'm like... <laughs> I know. It's fucking extreme, man. Like marathons and shit. I'm just like... I don't know how to interact with you as a person. You're you're like, what ending of Mass Effect did you get? See, that's the thing. It's like, at least with my old job. Did you save Rex? (laughs) With my old job, I had one coworker who was a nerd. Yeah. And so I could talk to him about gaming stuff, and I had my wife there. But, man, my new job, it's all, like, girls. You gotta branch out, man. That's one of the, yeah. I mentioned one of them. I was like, oh, I got a new video game. I'm kind of tired because I just hated to, like, playing it. And, And she was like, oh, a video game? And a couple of days later, she's like, how was your video game, Andy? Like, you, she was saying the word like she was holding it with tongs. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, yeah, man, wow. girls. It's weird. I know it is. Like, I thought you were working alone in an office right now. I'm in the middle of an office with, like, an open office space. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, okay. You have actual coworkers up in that office. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we've got a lot of them. In fact, they were all in meetings yesterday, which meant that I was alone in this circle of like nine. This deaths. is this is the beginning of like you're gonna get a makeover. It's, it's gonna, a matter of time, it's dude. Be a Judd Apatow comedy. Man, I just figured out how I like to dress, and now these women are all like new. That's the last thing you need, though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're you're in the middle of your lady comfort zone. Now you have like girly ladies. Right out like, of it, oh, man. I fit in a size too. Anyway, speaking of my lady comfort zone, my wife and I watched The Warrior last night, it's or Warrior. Warrior, excuse me. It's the movie with Tom Hardy. Everybody, take a drink. Movie with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. I can't take a drink. Joel Edgerton, or as I call him, Hot Conan O'Brien. He's like Butch Conan O'Brien. Joel Edgerton. He totally looks like Butch Conan O'Brien. What the hell is? He was in Animal Kingdom. He's in Warrior. He's been. He's showing What's up in a lot more stuff. Warrior is about these two brothers. Uh, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, who, who grew up in um, Pittsburgh, actually, no! which is hilarious because Tom Hardy is from England and Joel Edgerton is Australian. And it's, there's this great scene where they're talking to each other and they're both in, like, their, their kind of, their accents. And I'm like, I mean, they're, like, American accents. No. And it's just yeah, adorable. And I just suddenly, um, Tom Hardy is they kind of like brain damage. <laughs> Tom Hardy does. Is he, is, he, is he talking about he washes his clothes in Mount Washington? <laughs> you gonna go and watch him Stillers. <laughs> I'd but love uh, to see Tom Hardy. I know, I'm gonna wash him Stillers. His little lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing little about them lips, I, know, I, I gotta make boy. me some pierogies. Well, God, my Pittsburgh accent is getting affected. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's getting more and is more it British. Is in Pittsburgh? I don't know. No. You can watch it and tell me it's on Netflix. It's a very cute movie, but it, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, because Joel Edgerton is Big Beefcake, and Tom Hardy's Big Beefcake. They play mixed martial artists. You're sending out conflicting signals about how much you like ladies and then Tom Hardy. But my wife and I were watching it together, swooning over Tom Hardy. What's great is that he's a terrible man in that movie, an unlikable character, and we just love him more. Loved him in Dark Knight Rises. Love him in Bronson. Having oh, yeah, a crush yeah, yeah. on him. And like, is Bronson still on Netflix? Uh, I don't know. Got, yeah, people listening on home, if you have not seen Bronson. Bronson is good stuff. And if you are if you don't care much about Tom Hardy, that movie will make you go, oh my god, Tom Hardy's out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he's actually yeah. really great in that. It's, well, that's the role that got him the role of Bane in, in the Dark Knight movie. Because so. that showed like how he could be a big, he could be smart, but a big also still a big hulking yeah. monster. That yeah. character's such a neat character. That character's a lot more interesting <clears throat> than Bane was. I, 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 wish, I wish Batman 3 had pretty much been Bronson. 
Bronson versus Batman. Fuck the Bane part with that stupid yeah. mask and the. Roar. What are you doing? I'm just saying. My wife and I are officially Batman. opening our marriage to Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, so if you had a million dollars, yes, you could uh, rent two living beings. <laughs> Five hundred thousand. That's all it takes. You just get Tom Hardy and, and and Michelle Rodriguez just to bone the fuck out of each other, and then you just happen to fall into that bed while they're doing it. And they, <laughs> they chase you around, and it's all like, "Hello!" They chase me around. You can't leave. You can't leave yet because you don't get your million dollars until we're done here. And you lock the door. <laughs> that was a very complete little vision you. <laughs> Of my sexual escapades. I just, I just imagine Tom Rodriguez. Hardy doing Michelle Rodriguez doggy style, and then you just you just fall out of an open chamber, out of the ceiling, onto the bed right next to them, and you actually bounce off the bed onto the floor. But then you stand a year, up. a year we've been doing this, a year. And then you stand up and you're like the aristocrats. I love beautiful brutes. That's all it boils down well, to. That's what Michelle Rodriguez is. That's too. one of the reasons she's why I'm in love with my wife. Though, but she's, she has Godzilla eyes. She's that's a brute. She's brutish. She does not have Godzilla eyes. What do you mean by Godzilla eyes? I'm gonna do a Google image search. Google image search Godzilla right now. Michelle Rodriguez Godzilla eyes. See if that'll be the first thing that comes up. Wait, I gotta what do What the this. hell do you mean by Godzilla eyes? Godzilla eyes. I'm looking at Godzilla. Godzilla eyes. <laughs> right now. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and then look up Michelle Rodriguez. They're like the same. You know what? Here's a good p- picture of Godzuki. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that a little more. Godzuki. <laughs> Dear Lord. We've mentioned Godzuki a couple times in the podcast. I think Godzuki is our secret sidekick, (laughs) like our secret mascot. Oh my god. Dear Lord. Anyway, Warrior was pretty good. I liked it. The lady who played Joel Edgerton's wife was really great. Yeah. She did a really good job. There's an interesting thing where they use um the one of the it's a it's interesting it's a it's a sports movie it hits all the right in, in the same notes and but the climax is still really affecting and what's nice is that they don't feel the need to spell out what happens immediately after the podcast or uh-huh. the um the climax there are all these questions of well what happens next and they don't feel the need and it's really unnecessary if they did so it's nice that they had the soul mm-hmm. awareness to do that but um they uh one of the MMA trainer guys. Um, uses classical music to help his tra- his dudes fight, and so the movie uses um, "Ode to Joy" in oh, the that's soundtrack. Cool. Yeah, Ode to Joy needs to get used in more things that's not Die Hard. Or, or it's used greatly yeah. in Die Hard. I don't have a problem being used. Well, see, in that's die the hard. problem. Just, is that I now there's a part of me that thinks two things: um, my mom singing it in church and um, a Die Hard. Yeah, which is a very confusing, conflicting to say the least exactly thing. Um, Bill and I also both watched Cabin in the Woods. This I only week. watched Cabin in the Woods because what got you watching it? I'm surprised you wanted to watch a horror. At all. I had some friends over and they brought it. Oh, okay. My bros Conley yeah, and Jimmy and brought it. Yeah, and then the show notes and I was like, I've been meaning to watch it before Halloween anyway, so I just threw it up. Me and Joshin watched it last night too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what'd you think? I thought it was fun. Yeah. Was really you know, good. I like him. I love Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. It's not they were scary great. at all though. Well, I, which I prefer. They weren't, I don't know. If, I mean, dude, to be fair, most mainstream horror movies aren't really scary. I did not realize, no, we're not, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I didn't realize how fucking bonkers that movie turns out to it be. It is batshit it like bonkers. A, it's like a Buffy, it is like a Buffy episode with a huge budget gone insane. Yeah. I like the very, the way it ended. Like, literally the way it ended, oh, like, yeah, the last that, shot. Yeah. That was great. Well, they, they were kind of heading in that direction anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they actually had the it's guys they to owned it. With exactly. Because yeah. that was kind of the, the, the implied payoff. Uh, some of the casting is... Uh, we, I don't want to spoil some of the cast because there's some great, like... Yeah, if you are at all un- have partaken of the Whedon 
then you will. You're you gonna will see have lots of like lots of faces from Buffy, Angel, uh, yeah. Dollhouse. I've never yeah. watched Dollhouse, but I guess the stoner guy is one of the main guys on on Dollhouse. Yeah, the joke that it's got Thor. The joke that fully made was, which is the only reason why it got released. Let's be honest, because yeah, you know the history with yeah, Cannibal no, it was, was filmed. It was like on the shelf ago, like yeah. for well, a year. Well, I guess MGM had filmed had, had had produced it, and MGM fell apart. That um... same studio that was also doing the Hobbit. And uh, the James Bond movies, and that's why it took so long for the Hobbits uh, movies to come out. That's why there was like a five-year gap between James Bond movies. I didn't it's think about that. That is totally about. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Captain Woods, Woods is cute. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, everyone told me, and I agree with the same thing, don't watch any trailers or anything like yeah. that. Uh, we, did you have the, like, the DVD or the Blu-ray or something like we that? We watched the Blu-ray. Yeah, we just I just rented it from iTunes last night. It's like four bucks on iTunes. It was definitely worth it. It was a good time, It's cute. Though. I feel like a lot of it was lost on me because I don't watch horror movies. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, the cabin they go to is totally the Evil Dead cabin. Yeah. That's a fully kept thing. There's a part in the movie where there is a whiteboard full of monster names yes. on there. Yes, yes. And you read that, there's just a lot of... Well, and all the monsters, period. There's Cenobite. Uh, I can't even... Yeah. It's... I like that Unicorn was on the board, and then ultimately someone is gored by a Unicorn. That was great. Spoilers! <laughs> Dude, that is like... Oh, someone's gored by a one... Unicorn! It is a one-shot gag. Someone has, has... Guess what? People die in this horror movie. Spoilers, like the everybody. Cast, the guy who plays the stoner. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because we're watching, we're like, oh my god, they, they, it's just the Scooby-Doo gang. Because yeah. Thor is what's-his-face. Yeah. You got the... Freddy. Well, uh, well, the redhead in this situation is Velma. Yes. The hot redhead, you know, so they've met. But she's the, the smart bookish, the virgin one. But then you have, do have the slutty, you know, boyfriend of the quarterback, who's mm-hmm. also the, kind of the second in charge. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Just, then who's the smart kid? The, the, the black kid is the Did I just sco- break your Scooby Doo? <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing. Because we're all like, who's the Scooby in the situation? We're like, well, the black guy who they didn't assign a personality to. Like, well, I He's guess, the smart kid. That's his personality. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kevin Williams is cute. Yeah. I really liked this week's Parks and Rec. What happened this week? Um, they had uh, the whole sex, um, the oh, the abstinence only program. I thought that program. was clever doing the abstinence story, but like having it about being old people. Yes, being... that was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, this week's Parks and Rec, there is an outbreak of STDs amongst the elderly community in Pawnee. They got nothing else to do except for pocket. <laughs> so um, Leslie has as as a, uh, the director of the Parks Department has to, um, uh, or excuse me, as a member of the Parks Department, she has to be this... We have an AQ we're winding down now. <laughs> this is it, friends. Our, we all, our batteries only lasted one year. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Murder-suicide on you street today! <laughs> That's more rum in this No, yeah, but Parks and Recreation. Um, no, but what I really liked was the, the kind of B-plot, or C-plot, with, um, Anne, and she's always shaped by her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Every outfit that she wore, there was part of me was like, I want that Western shirt. Because she, she starts dating this cute. guy who's, like, a cowboy. And yeah. did you notice she got all, like, the tarted up, like, rodeo makeup, too? I really wanted all she of her Western shirts. She looks cute in every goddamn outfit she shows up not in. Not ironically, now. I wanted all of her Western shirts. <laughs> so well, you thinking... grew up in that culture. That's not as, that, you know, that's not as ridiculous to you as it is. I love yeah. Western shirts. Also, lady in a Western shirt, it's, yeah, I think I'm pulling up. Also, you got big boobs, so it was the fringe. It's, like, a perfect decoration. It's like when you put the tinsel on the mantle at, at, on Halloween or Christmas. Which one is the... Is there Halloween tinsel? Just saying! Then you got the pockets, one in each boob. It's like... And if you're really hot, then you make sure there's no pocket stuff underneath, so when you undo the pockets, it's like... Oh, breasts. How you doing? So I've done this thing where I just let you finish, and I shouldn't. I should go back to interrupting you. It's funny, because... Did you watch this week's Adventure Time? It's fucked no. up. 
I've been I've been too busy watching Gravity Falls to watch Adventure Time. What happened? I heard a lot of people flipping out about. Yeah, it. I know it's called is, I Remember You. I Remember You. It's a really good one. Every I love Marceline. Oh, it's Marceline. It's episode. a Marceline and Ice King episode. It's really good. Oh, do they go back to their what? She bit. No, I haven't seen but, the episode, but there's a theory about their shared history because they both. Well, we've seen they, they, aspects. They both predate yeah. the Adventure Time. World. We learn more about their shared history. Oh, oh, fantastic! Okay. I, love, I love, I love. What I love about um, Adventure Time is that there's no canon until there is. Yeah. Which is the rule Although of Adventure Time. Oh, they also do have a canon. They're built like the. the oh they, no, they, they do. The show seems stupid as balls, but then you realize there is a backstory. Like when the show first starts up, like you know, you see like. Whenever they pay an underground, there's, like, old cars and shit like that. And it yeah. seems kind of like a joke, like, oh, their world is built on ours. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually part of the story. Yeah. Is that this world is a post-apocalyptic w- version of our world. Yeah. Like, you know, just a couple thousand years in the future. Yeah. yeah. And they actually play with that. It's that becomes part of the story and part of the backstory of some yeah. of the characters. Okay, that's the, cool. And I remember you was a really good episode. Yeah. You, I would never encourage anyone to do anything illegal, but the way I got to watch it early was it's maybe on YouTube. Oh, you do a YouTube they search. Well, I bought the season, so I'll have it well, anyway. Well, see, well, the see when you get the iTunes season pass, you see every t- you go every yeah, two weeks. Yeah, it's kind of messed up because they take. Well, when they air an episode, they'll do one old episode, one new episode. Yeah. So it takes two weeks for there to be two new episodes. Like I said, I'm too busy watching Gravity Falls right now and Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers came back. Yeah, they had a great Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers this week where the kids go to this. Uh, Rich people's island where all mm-hmm. the people hand out full size candy bars. Yeah, that's why everyone's like attracted to this island. Cause who hands out full size candy bars these days <laughs> for Halloween? Nobody. And it's great because I'm watching Gravity Falls and Bob's Burgers, and they both feature like ten year old girls voiced by Kirsten Shaw. <laughs> it's kind of tearing my brain in half, jumping from one show to the other. I can understand that. Uh, so yeah, did you uh, have you just just been watching Parks and Recreation? Or you've been watching The Office and Thirty Rock too. I stopped watching The Office a long time ago. The Office is getting good again. Is it? Well, this is their last season. Yeah. And, well, what's his name? Who took over for Michael? Um, uh, Andy, right? He's still a lame character. He's still just warmed over Michael Scott. Like, they haven't done anything interesting with his character. But they're definitely leading Have they done to... anything with his anger management? No. It's all kind of... He's still, like, in love with that Aaron chick and stuff. But I haven't... I stopped watching this show, like... It was it was before that Aaron chick showed up, which is mm-hmm. long. She's been on the show for like longer than she hasn't been on the show, um, but because it's the last season, uh, they're kind of like they're actually like they brought back uh, Pam and Jim and their relationship to the forefront and the fact that like uh, Jim's getting restless with the company, mm-hmm. and now he's actually uh, he's actually accepted a job with another company in Philadelphia. They're like his own private startup, so they're setting up Pam and Jim, uh, Jim and Pam eventually leaving the show leaving the show. The show's going to end, but it's obviously going to end, end with them leaving. And uh, they're even starting to set up, even uh, setting up a little bit of a gateway for Dwight to leave. Because, you know, he's getting his own spin I was going to say, that is happening. Uh, they moved Craig Robinson? Mm-hmm. He's actually part of the office crew. He's not just in the warehouse anymore. Yeah. So he's great to have around. He's even mixing yeah, up with everyone else. Uh, this week's episode is actually directed by Brian Cranston from uh, really? Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Uh, this episode is about how everyone goes to a pie uh, restaurant. The restaurant that just serves pie? Yeah. Madness! It's I only do that every It's week. called, like, Madeline Pies, also fixed tires. It's just a little <laughs> pie shack out in the middle of nowhere. That's great. There's this whole thing about how everyone ends up working, moving the office onto a work bus, and because they can't get any work done on this work bus, they just, just, just drive, uh, decide to drive to this pie place. Mm-hmm. There's all this shit where, like, everyone just loves pie so much, and that's the one thing that unites the whole company, because everyone's... that. Uh, Thunder Mifflin's always really fractured and yeah. weird, and everyone hates each other. But everyone loves pies so much, becomes this weird mob mentality, which is yeah. hilarious to see, because everyone's just fucked up about pies. And it's great to see, like, it's one of the rare episodes I've seen of, of The Office in a long time where everyone's actually kind of happy. Yeah. 
It's kind of that's it was, what I that's what I liked most about, about the Office. Yeah, the Office seems to be kind of getting back on track. A that's why bit. I preferred the Parks and Rec to the Office. Yeah. You know what? One of the things that I love about Parks and Rec, and they should get more um, acknowledgement for this, is their yeah. fucking hilarious names. They're so good at picking names. Like every name on that show is great. Like well, no, Did but like like Leslie Nope is such a great name, and like Tom Haverford is a great name, and then they had Marsha and Marshall, the abstinence-only educate like advocates that, this yeah. week. God damn, and Pern Happley? What's the haps with Pern Happley is the best joke? That is not the best joke. What is the, the best, best joke? joke is his pervverts. <laughs> pervverts. Oh, they're also still checking in with uh, Ben. Was it Ben? Mm-hmm. Ben Wyatt? And what's her face? Mm-hmm. Sad face? April. April, April Ludgate. See, such good names. And they're still having a good time. Good names. What, the, the, the robot congressman? That, that was great. <laughs> that was really great. I, I love seeing, I've seen that guy. Bond. I've seen that guy in two other things. They're both um, Canadian movies. Wait, what? Super Canadian what, movies. Ben Wyatt and no, uh, no, no, no. The robot congressman. Oh, okay. The robot congressman bangs Carolyn Vernon in a bad movie what? called. Oh, uh, he's to be fair, movie? she bangs surviving everybody. my mother. And then he's actually also in Car- with Carolyn Vernon in a movie called Passchendaele, which is the World War One. A big budget Canadian uh, war movie. It's Canadian Downton Abbey. No, but that's that's the one that has um, Passchendaele. What's his name? Paul. That sounds like a made up show from Arrested Development. I'm on Passchendaele. Well, no, it's it's spelled like P A S S. It's an actual battle in World that's War One. Same, but sounds jackass. Passchendaele. Jackass. Anyway, um, what else? Fuck Forest. Fuck. What happened on Thirty Rock this week? Oh, women are funny, but they're not funny unless they're a monkey. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. It makes more sense if you've seen the Thirty Rock. Um, um, what is Building Stories, Bill? Oh, Building Stories is did, I don't know. I can't. It's Drink Again because Bill may have mentioned this before. It's the new Chris Ware comic that came out. That, oh yeah, it's the comic that actually is actually it? fourteen smaller comics. I read one portion of it. It's uh, it's a big book that's done up to look like a golden book. It's over there on top of the box of uh, Golden Story stuff. Yeah, this is just one component of the Building Stories project, which I mentioned last week is a giant like, Monopoly box of smaller comics, which all just, like, you don't have to read the comics in order. They just tell the f- different aspects of the tale of this family and this family's yeah. history. And the one I read is about uh, the mom of this family, her terrible time uh, spent alone in this building, like, in her early 30s. Mm-hmm. And this little golden book, which turns out to be an old comic in of itself, is a diary of the building that she's living in. Just the, the building talking about its history and the history of its tenants. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this great, like, one of the best comic uh, pages I've ever seen in my life is just this building describing all the things that have ever happened inside of the building mm-hmm. in its 105-year history. Mm-hmm. Or even it's like, it takes a break from the story of this lady and all these other tenants just to talk about, like, how in this room there were, uh, what, 68,324 orgasms. In this room there were 340 toenails clipped. Uh, it, like, it's just, it, uh, it just, I love how it's just like, there have been 128 cats in this building, seven horses, two deaths, three births, but it's just the story of just a random yeah, building in the awesome. suburbs of Chicago, which every building's got a story like that. Yeah. I love just thinking about it, like, I love old buildings and thinking about history like that, and it's just a great, just, narrative little thing, but, mm-hmm. and like, the, the it's, it's, but the, it is literally the diary of the house because the diary, the house actually has a personality and yeah. it's actually kind of talking to you and it's yeah. all kind of like, I love everybody. 
I, I, but the nice thing about building, being a building is that you'll never die. And of course, the last panel of the whole comic is, is the building getting knocked down. down. But, um, and it's um, all just like, it's kind of, it's, you know, typical Chris Ware kind of depressing, but it's still just the format of it is really interesting. It's and, awesome. And the story he tells in this mini comic, which is only a part of a larger story, is still good. But yeah, that the one panel, of, yeah. just dissecting everything that's ever happened in the house also is that's pretty, pretty fantastic. fantastic yeah because every house is a story like that yeah yeah i like the maybe idea not that... so much here on the west coast three three tenants <laughs> two cats since 1985 <laughs> you know but... uh anyway is that uh that's I don't think that's... get blown away <laughs> what else you got to talk? what else? what else can we take a break and go to the geek Week i interview? never got a chance to talk oh no wait oh uh i just want to say blue rays are crazy I, we were talking about Prometheus last week. On a whim, I decided to throw in the special features Blu-ray. Bill, for someone who hates Prometheus, hate you have movie. seen Prometheus more that often than I have. The, the the documentary on the Blu-ray yeah. is three and a half hours long. Yeah. It is exhaustive as fuck. Because I threw it on, I thought it was going to be like 20 minutes long, because I threw it on while I was doing some drawing this week. Yeah. Three and a half hours later, I was like, holy shit, they're still going. It was a good documentary, <laughs> but just it's just very in-depth. Huh, that's awesome. Uh, but the kind of cool thing about it, like, aside from that, like, every time that they'll start talking about, like, oh, Rid- I, I, I talked to Andy about this before, they'll talk about, like, Ridley Scott, he did a lot of storyboards for the movie, and, like, would you like to click the button to view the gallery of the storyboards? And I said, yes, I'll click on that. And I thought it was going to be, like, maybe a three or four page gallery mm-hmm. of some of his source storyboards. It has almost all of the artwork he did for the wow. movie. And, like, well, they, they talk about H.R. Geiger shows up, and he does, like... He only shows up to visit the set for, like, half... Like, not even the set, but the pre-production offices for literally one afternoon, just kind of show up and like, oh, you're making another Alien movie. You're using some of my designs. Ridley Scott is like, yeah, would you like to draw a couple aliens for us we could use in the movie? And he just does rare, quick, like, little pen and ink, like, like ballpoint pen drawings on, like, the back of, like, someone's notebook or something like that. Nice. And he can tell, like, without an airbrush, that motherfucker can't draw for shit. <laughs> but then they have all of his drawings in a big gallery and they yeah. have all this other pre Like, just tons of supplemental stuff. Man, can you... Okay, I'm just going to pause for a second. Yeah. Imagine that you are eight-year-old Bill. Yeah. And I'm eight-year-old Annie. We're obsessed with this bullshit. And this thing comes out with three and a half hours behind the scenes. And, like, all these fucking breakdowns. Fucking aneurysms, man! Oh, yeah. Jesus, that Blu-ray's like, and then and the, like, you probably wouldn't see a, a a documentary that long with that many special features, like with like all the galleries and stuff on a normal DVD. Yeah. Then like I like this week, I spent a lot of time uh, watching Blu-rays between that and I still keep, I'm still going through the Universal Monster DVD mm-hmm. set that came out. And I put like twelve hours into that box set, and I've yeah. only watched Dracula and Frankenstein because like each movie has multiple commentaries and yeah. there's like feature length documentaries about the making of the movie and they have feature like documentaries about like Boris Karloff and Bela yeah. Lugosi oh, and for like for like each each one of those movies is only like an hour long yeah but I've watched each disc for like six hours I'm like <laughs> how the hell does this happen watching a 90 minute movie magic it's fucking crazy I love Blu-rays of format it's fantastic I don't want to talk it's just about nice too much, to but... see it used because I remember like I own a lot of Blu-rays that are just the movie yeah exactly it, yeah. Makes, it makes me sad I mean it's really pretty you know you get really pretty picture and nice sound and stuff like that but just the sheer amount of material they can stuff on yeah like man that. granted you get stuff a lot of that same material onto a, onto a DVD especially with 
a, a black and white one hour long movie. Yeah. You could, you know, you could fit shitloads of material onto that disc. But Blu-ray, it's nice and expansive, and they could throw, like, throw everything on the disc, which is kind of nice. Yeah. No, like I said, that Prometheus thing was, I was blown away. Have, do, you, do you not own the Prometheus, like, I do. deluxe thing? With, I bought it. Yeah, if you get bored, that documentary. Yeah. You get to see a lot of, uh, what's her face? I don't have three and a half hours of my Crawling. day to They just... show about how, when, when she gets her shit taken out, yeah. she gets a cesarean section. They yeah. filmed that twice. One in a bloody version for our rating. Mm-hmm. Second time without any, well, with a, only a little bit of blood for either TV or like so they could get a PG thirteen rating because I interesting. Wish, I guess when they filmed the movie, they weren't quite sure which rating they were going to be shooting for. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I was like, Jesus, and she had to do, go through everything, the whole acting, and like, ah, ah, ah. like she had to refilm that scene whole, from beginning to end twice just because like one was a little more bloody than the other. Hmm. Movies! Movies! Movie magic! What else? Alright, friends, in that, uh, with that note, we're gonna take a little break, we're gonna come back for the Geek Week in review. Fuck James Spader. One year anniversary special. Yeah! Boy Howdy Podcast. special other than just being here. Talking about bullshit all the time, always. (laughs) We'll see y'all in a little bit, friends. This is number one champion sound. Yeah, a snail, we about to get down. Who the hottest in the world right now? Just touch down in London town. Bet they give me a pound. Tell them put the money in my hand right now. Set up a motor, we need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA. I really want to come pick you up. Welcome to the one year anniversary podcast. The second half. <laughs> Same this as is... everything else. Bullshit. Uh, what I'm thinking about, because, you know, if Peter Dr- Jackson directed this podcast, this would be the only second of three segments for this week's podcast. <laughs> overlong, long-winded, overblown. You cannot make any jokes about anyone else making overlong things. Why? We've had three-hour podcasts Did you before. hear that, like, the first Hobbit movie is going to be two hours to 44 minutes long? The first of three fucking Hobbit movies. Wait, they're going to be three? Do you hear about that? I thought they were going to be two. two. Two are done. And then he had last minute, he's like, you know what? We can stretch this out to three. And then he officially announced they're going back, like, next, like, this fall or, or next year or something to go back and, like, I don't know if they're just making a third movie on top of the two they already made or if they're just going to take whatever they have and fill it out with extra stuff stuff they'll film next year. So like, I thought the first two were going to be The Hobbit and then the other one is going to be about Gandalf. That's what that's what I assumed. And it sounds like it's it's just going to be The Hobbit. Because, huh. well, there, there, there's some ranch... There's some material... Yeah, I mean, that would be a kind of cool thing if you filled in the gaps between... Uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings with a movie because mm-hmm. that'd be cool because it's all about like Gandalf and Strider trying to search for who's the little guy with the ring Gollum yeah which is kind of alluded to in the books but never really fleshed out you can do an actually more of like an adventure movie about that yeah rather than Lord of the Rings oh we're in Rivendell pretentious oh <laughs> I love your jackass analysis yeah fuck Lord of the Rings oh, I like Bill. those movies are fine it's just we those don't need another fine. three hour hey friends it's time for what else what else <laughs> I'm officially we're reading done with again. what else this is what else part two <laughs> um we're gonna go into the Geek Week review um on the um uh, ongoing do I look hot? <laughs> oh, Am I ready? Oh, stop it. And I you know what? That thing of all the things I've totally done in my life probably disgusted you more was like lifting my man boob up. <laughs> oh, it's just licking your own man tit. Yeah! It's, just... <laughs> it's worth it. Just we did docu- 
you meant that on the recording? Your face. Tom Hardy did it. You'd be all like, oh. He... If... If he had... If in was, more news! Was in the Bioshock If Tom Hardy had Michelle Rodriguez's boobs... Two more lead... Oh... Well, she has small boobs, so he couldn't look them up. Stop it. You're not allowed to talk about them anymore. Man, if Stop you're, it. If you're Stop a... it. Stop it. Hey, guys. It's time for the Geek Week interview. Bill. Two more lead team members on Bioshock Infinite. The lead combat designer and the head um, AI guy have left Irrational Games. This is in addition to the art director, the design manager, senior system designer, and director of product development, and one of the writers leaving over the summer. I mean, I just want there to be... A scientific research done into how long it takes. If you've got fatty blobs hanging off your chest, before, when you're growing up, before you decide to say, can I make this reach my mouth? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of scientific thing in that. I just want to see the research paper. <laughs> and Annie went home. <laughs> what happened to Bioshock Infinite? It's not coming out anymore. It said, fuck it, it's too hard. <laughs> we do too much. You know much. what? They're just going to put out Dishonored with a reskin. Like, they're just going to call it, yeah, it's the Bioshock version y kind of. I'm still excited about Bioshock Infinite, Game but I'm worried. It's out like in three months. Well, not three months, like five months. February. Less yeah, than man. six months, yeah. Shit, son. And this, it sounds like most of the senior team has left the game in the it's last weird. six months. It's weird. Yeah. It's, I've seen people try to spin it like. Oh, this is this is what happens naturally naturally towards the end of a project. You have people leaving yeah. because they, their 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 contribution to the game gets wrapped up and they leave. But this is yeah, within the last like just two or three months, you've had the art director, design manager, senior system designer, director of product development, and one of the writers. I guess one of the writers leaving if you've done all your writing contribution. Although if you're gonna have DLC, you want to keep the writers around. Yeah. But this is this is going this on is shedding. There. Yeah. Like when it was like the first two people who left, I was like, okay, well maybe no, this is this something's is, going on. Over shit's there. going down. Unless so. the new people they brought in a couple months ago are bringing other people to replace these guys, and this is kind of natural. Just the whole team. Is shit's going over. down. But something yeah i'm really curious to see if the final game is anything like uh the game they promised with that like uh was it three years ago they first announced the game this i mean this yeah <sighs> man there's drama going on back I'm there bro. i'm gonna see when they first announced that because that is because i remember when they first announced that they were like this is a couple years off yeah what's wrong um uh carlos chatting with me no yeah it's uh uh shit's going down shit's going down bad I don't know what's happening. Don't we know? Going down. Do we have anyone who works in the front? If you're if if if, if you're uh, working on Bioshock Infinite right now, um, tweet us. No, we'll only tell the five people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you want to bring out like, if you want to be great, if like we're breaking news and no one knows. No, seriously. Uh, we should put a tweet out now. If you guys want to talk to like really confidential five people on the internet right now, the Boy Howdy <laughs> Podcast, Ustream, chat room is the place to do it. And we all just promise not to tell anyone what's really going on with Bioshock Infinite. And you're pretty much guaranteed it's actually not going to get out on the internet. It's oh, all God. for you, Carla. It's all I'm for you. I'm trying to see when it was first because, I mean, this game, I mean, granted to say, like, it, the game seemed ambitious enough. I could see why. Yeah, it was announced in August of 2010. Fuck. Yeah. Whereas Dishonored was just announced last year out of the blue, no one knew about it, and then just kind of snuck in. And Although that's the, 
that's not necessarily the most ambitious game. If anything, it's 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 so great because it falls back on all these gaming. Uh, uh, I would say that we've kind of lost in the last decade. I that's would say why it's a great like um kind of focus yeah. like sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, but it goes back to like you know Deus Ex and Thief and all those games that were big like ten years ago. So yeah. if anything, it, it it's a really nice callback. It's it, it's kind of evolving things a little bit by going back to shit that just never kind of, just got abandoned ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, and that shouldn't have been because it's totally valid. Yeah, because in the last, especially in the last five years with Call of Duty and stuff, you have this 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 focus on single player roller coaster rides of you're not really interacting with anything. You're just focused on a very narrow hallway yeah. where things are blowing up and trying to make it look like you're actually doing stuff, but you're not. And the, yeah, that, that I mean that's 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 what Sonic's bringing back is the the fact that you can actually change things in your environment and do things different ways. Yeah. At games like Call of Duty have kind of stripped down and just turned it into a very narrow... Yeah. yeah. Just, just well, it's funny that people think, like, ride. I can do this my way. It's just like Bioshock was like, oh, baby. Bioshock is just like da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Well, people have very short, short memory. But that's... Nice, people yeah. have a weird window of nostalgia where it's like the window of nostalgia is ever increasing forward, but there's always, like, this gap of no nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like... If it came out in 2000, we're not going to be... Well, 2000 was also a very clunky age where for this 3D games in general, too, where they're kind of ugly and, like, a lot of people don't like to look... Unless you're, like, GameCube fanboy or, like, really into nostalgia for, like, PlayStation 1 era of games, like, not many of those games have aged very well and they don't hang very well in the memory. Like, yeah. yeah. Whereas I've spent all this week thinking about Chloe from Uncharted. Yeah. All of this Why? Week. What happened? I don't know. Oh, Foley, we were moving and Foley found a sketch that she sketched while we were playing Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Chloe and um, and um, Charlie Cutter kind of hanging out. And she's kind of like, he's he's writing in his notebook. And she's kind of draped over his shoulders looking at what he's writing. And it's just this little sketch. And I keep peer pressuring her to draw, draw it. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about Chloe all this week. And like how, if, if there had to be an Uncharted game. Like, I, I was thinking about how the handheld game was to miss. I know why it had to be about Drake. Because it's Drake. And Drake is Uncharted. Uh... I don't have Vita. Okay. I may... You're not getting a Vita for... Uh... You're not getting it next week. No. Oh, okay. I really want to play the... I wish they'd gone the Assassin's Creed way, where it's like they take another character and do a story that yeah. dovetails. It would be great to do a Chloe yeah. game. Just like a Chloe game, because Chloe is so much more a badass than Drake is, you know? Yeah. She's actually competent, whereas Drake is kind of an adorable leader. That's kind of the story. That lady, like, even her character on Farscape was the same thing, where she was more badass than what is supposed to be the, the male lead character. Yeah. Yeah, she's been around the universe and stuff more often. That's than awesome. That too. Yeah, because it's what's-her-face. Claudia, Claudia Black. Black. Yeah, exactly. Claudia yeah. Black. Black as a bamf. Man. I want her to be in the female Expendables. <laughs> she can narrate it at least. There we, oh, man. But yeah, no, I... Movie. What are we talking about? Shit. We're the worst podcast in the world. God. No, no, Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. I don't know, man. Did you see the the um Ultimate Collector's Edition? What whatever? is it? The big, big Mamma Jamma Did has the songbird. They're, they're selling the, the Collector's Edition of Bioshock 2 for like 40 bucks, where it's like the oh, really? record... Really? Yeah, it's it's it was like the hundred dollar, you know, big fancy, the biggest version of Bioshock Two you get. Now it's like I may have to go get that. I yeah. loved Bioshock Two. They had that at least a couple weeks. That was ago. a really good time. They may have to be clearing that stuff up. Oh, again with my Odyssey. With uh, I missed all the online pre-orders so far for mm-hmm. the Wii U. Yeah. And uh, my local Fred Myers, Fred Myers is a West Coast United States uh, grocery store chain, but they also have a pretty robust electronics department. You can pre-order games and systems there. Uh, before the Wii U was announced, the, this, uh, before the release date was announced, before they announced there was going to be two different versions of the system, mm-hmm. they were selling pre-order cards for the system. And not only uh, 
was it announced that I, I talked to the guy there? Mm-hmm. Not only had they were they only not getting enough systems to fulfill those pre-orders. Those pre-order cards they were selling were only for like the the white system, like the oh, really the Tard pack or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he did say within any day now, it's already built in the system. They just don't have the cards yet. They're going to be selling pre-order cards for the deluxe, the good version of the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually, my local Fred Meyer's here in Portland. I want to call them. Actually, maybe after the podcast over, I might just no. give them a ring and say, hey, do you guys have those cards yet? Cause oh, Freddie Meyer's. That'll definitely be, if I want to get a Wii U on launch day, that seems to me, because Amazon.com is not selling the system, that yeah. seems to be my best chance for actually picking up a system on launch day, which I shouldn't care, because the Wii U, what the hell's going to be on it to play for like the first year, other than Mario and... Well, I guess there'd be, like, Pikmin and stuff like that, but... Anyway. I love how I'll, I'll complain about the Wii U and turn around and be like, hey, but I can't I get, It's like, fucking Bioshock! Like, fucking, Bio, like fucking Prometheus! Well, did you see the thing where they... So they, they're they essentially creating... They created a th- Xbox 360 controller, essentially, yeah. for the Wii U. So you can play games like Call of Duty and stuff without using the big pad and everything hmm. like that. People just realized, now that they're getting, like, demo units and reviewers are getting hardware, realize there's no microphone jack in that controller. Really? So if you want to go online and do any voice chat in any games, you have to have a microphone jacked into the gamepad while you're using that controller. <sighs> and since and like that gamepad, you probably want to keep it charged, so it probably has to be plugged in to oh, the Nintendo. system while you're... It's just like... It was yeah. the basic oversight of having the Microsoft... That's the, if you're gonna, they if, should be like me and only grudgingly play multiplayer, and even then with everyone on mute. Yeah, exactly. That's so. it. But if you're playing with friends and stuff, though, yeah. if they're really serious about online multiplayer, you want a goddamn controller with a headphone yeah. jack in it. That's... Yeah. That's ugh. basic stuff. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's also Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock yeah, it comes out, like, in, yeah, what, what? Like, four I may get, months. I may four get, months. I may get the Ultimate Edition. Just what, yeah, what are in the different editions? It's, so, you get the regular plain jane edition and then you can get the super edition that you get some um unlocks in the game you get a murder of crows keychain oh really and you get they're making a board game you get a board game of one what? of the what are they called the, you get a figurine of one of the gen what are they called the gentleman the heart handyman anyway little figure how do you get a board game they don't know what the final game itself is going to be like yeah Dude, they got the world, and then you just make more more games. And just make cards against humanity, except just with like a little, like with really pretty art on the back of the cards. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, the big, the big, as my friend Grant would say, the big, uh, big titty spread cheeky version. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bit, you get a, a statue of the songbird that's like seven that inches tall, cool. and it's got to be at least like twelve inches really? wide, which I only kind of want to get. Uh, spread wings. Yeah. Oh. Which I only kind of want to get because I've already, because I'm a dumbass, I already pre-ordered the Elizabeth figure. <laughs> the Elizabeth is so weird. It's, it's not Square Enix. Mez? No. They were it's smart. the other people who make the not shitty. They would have a songbird. Shitty. A songbird should be one version and a body pillow of Elizabeth's <laughs> chest should be the other thing. They downgraded her titties a little bit. A little bit. but Well, she was always kind of designed, here's my tits on a platter. But at least, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous there for a yeah. while. Though. It was like, okay, you gave her C cups, like, that's fine. But when you give her like F cups and like her tits are on a planet, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like some dead or alive Dude, she shit still has there. like F cups. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, Grumpy Turtle does point out, um, if you uh, are playing online on the Wii, you just talk over Skype. Because Nintendo can't do online. Well, it's funny because people are it. already used to doing that with the Wii U and other systems anyway. Yep. It comes full circle. Well, well, that's the other thing. Nintendo, the Wii comes out in less than a month, and Nintendo still has said nothing about what its online functionality is going to be like. They keep on swearing up and down. It's going to be competitive with PSN and Xbox Live. They can't do that. But they're they they are they are holding back 
any details about that until late as humanly possible. Well, they're holding they're holding a lot of the details about everything to their chest. Like, we're probably not now... going to hear. I'm sure within the next week or two, people are like reviewers are going to be start getting uh, hardware for review games. You know, get, like the game comes out in less than a month, and that's when you'll you'll finally actually start hearing. Details Speaking about of that. reviewers, here's something that comes full circle. So I'm pretty sure in like one of the first episodes of the Boy Hattie podcast, we were bitching about how we wish there was an uh, there was a good alternative for gaming websites, yeah. and how we're like, well, you know, all the gaming we can we, we need a holistic gaming website that brings it all together, and we're bitching about it. And uh, then uh, like they announced Polygon like a week later, and you bitch about that incessantly. And the, I think Polygon launches on Monday. <laughs> Bill dot dot dot. I'm just curious to see what they did. Good on them for getting to the finish line, and I'm curious. Well, she's actually the starting line. Watch it next week, maybe not Monday. That's what I've heard. Oh yeah. Well, because they, I only we'll be talking about it. In, it next sounds week. like we may, we may even be talking about this, yeah. this time next week. Yeah. Good on them. But that was a year ago they announced that. It was less. Cause That's we, crazy. Because we haven't been. Uh, we have. It, we were bitching about that a couple of episodes in. And... Which makes sense because I think like the end of their do- podcast documentary, or not their podcast documentary, but the documentary about the. About the company, mm-hmm. about Polygon, was press supposed reset. To, it's supposed to end with like the launch of the, the, the. Well, and they just they think did a thing. The reason why I guessed Monday was that they did a thing on Friday saying this will be the last article posted to the Verge. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought it was going to be. Go- I thought Polygon was going to live today, and then I heard a couple of rumblings that well, it's the weekend. A little, a little bit later in the next week, but yeah, but yeah, within the next week, it'll be a lot. Good on so. them, guys. Good luck. Yeah, I want so. it to be good. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, because I just want you know. I want I want to go and have a sandwich in one place and not have to go pick up that the fixings. That would be nice because fuck Otaku. Like right now, for the last year, my my new site has been a combination of Twitter. And I'll look up the details on NeoGAF because mm-hmm. if something breaks on Twitter, the first place you get details from. Yeah, you know, well, NeoGAF is kind of like the big gaming news aggregator right now. Yeah. And so if you want to find details, just go to NeoGAF and whatever's breaking right now will be at the top of the NeoGAF real quickly. See, I like... But then you can find links from there yeah. or, or like if you want to actually read in detail more, you can just like, you go to Rock, Paper, Shotgun or something yeah. like that or the Penny Arcade Report. But, yeah. I've been, yeah. I have been enjoying the Penny Arcade Report and their whole the cut thing. Yeah, That's been really nice. He's out of his fucking mind. He's doing He's a good job. For one guy? Yeah. Jesus God Christ. bless him. We just brought on a second person on the team. Oh, did it? Oh, because I, I know you brought in the second person for, like, to cover packs. I didn't realize it was, like, long-term. Oh, okay, very cool. But, yeah, anyway, it's 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 kind of exciting. But yeah, I'm no, like, it'll be great to see. I'm just curious to see what it looks like. Yeah. And, like, because I can't imagine it's going to be that much more revolutionary <laughs> than, like, Dude, Other gaming websites? I'm just saying there are a lot of sh- there. Are a lot- it doesn't take much to revolutionize sometimes, you know, because it's like know. they've been. Oh, no, they're layouts. I'm just curious to see. They've been talking. We've been talking about this for a year. I'm just curious to see what the hell it looks like. It's hard to make websites, dude. Yeah. It's hard to make good websites. Anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And all of their review layouts and everything have been really good. That have been on the verge. Yeah, you know, I like, like the way they, they present like animated gifts and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they're doing know. a good job. They're very smart. They're approaching the the internet in almost a Homestuck kind of way and What's using Homestuck? all of its. Do you not know about Homestuck? No. Is this like a Kickstarter? It was a Kickstarter. Yes. Did it win? <laughs> it won and then some. No, Homestuck is like this this web comic that we don't know because we're too old for Homestuck. But if you are between if we really. if we were ten years younger. What was big 10 years ago? You remember how Sluggy Freelance is a really big deal? I've heard of Sluggy Freelance. Oh, you don't remember? I've never see. really read it. It was Penny Arcade like 10 years ago. Well, it was like, well it's just like, holy shit. Like, oh webcomic everybody's reading. I can't think of a yeah. good analogy. But anyway, no, it's a huge webcomic. But it's like, it is more text to it than War and Peace. Is this isn't the stick figure comic, is it? Or is that XKDCDCC? 
What's it called? XDC. You know what? I'm gonna move on. Um, uh, Neil Blomkamp's. <laughs> God bless y'all. God bless all y'all. Um, uh, so, uh, Neil Blomkamp's next movie, Elysium, will hit theaters next summer on August 9th, 2013, which was gonna be Robocop's release date until it was kicked back to 2014. Did you see the picture of Robocop's costume? He looks like a Batman beetle. He looks like Batman by way of, like, Deus Ex, Human Revolution. It looks yeah. like the most generic. He looks like he should be a bat, like, like not just, like, doesn't look like the hero of anything. He no. looks like a, he looks like, like a villain. He looks like. A generic villain. He looks like, like, a guard from, like, the Total Recall remake or something like that. Yeah. He looks like somebody who should be having his net slipped by the hero yeah. in another movie or something. It's weird that they took one of the most iconic designs Made and then so just totally. Because the, yeah. the old design still kind of holds up. It's yeah. a great design. Yeah. It feels like a robot, but it's kind of big and bulky and powerful enough. It's kind yeah. of badass. Yeah. And, but yeah, this new one just looks like, yeah, especially it really does look like, like a bland, generic design from a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Bless him. And his bike kind of looks exactly the same way, where it's kind of like, yeah, uh, somebody obviously on the design team was like, oh, this makes Cyber Batman. Yeah. And just like, so. uh, But I'm excited about Elysium, because uh, it I, it makes sense that it'd be pushed to a summer release date. It always struck yeah, me as kind of nice like a see. summer it's, sci-fi it's August. Movie. It's early August, which is always kind of like the dregs of the summer. Yeah. But you know, it's still... I'm down. Well, uh, the summer, but that's the, I think people also pointed out that's also when, uh, three years ago, both Moon and District 9, you know, you know, Blomkamp's last yeah. movie both hit. So that's also kind of. Can that I... be, can that be hard R sci-fi season? Yeah. Well, that's did what it, that Didn't Dread come out in exactly. August? Yeah. No, Dread came out in it. Well, no, Looper. September. But still, it's like, I want, August, I'm totally September. down for, like, August, September to be our sci-fi season. Yeah. Well, that, Can that's, I make that that's happen? That's what I was kind of hoping Moon and, and District 9 would kind of start off with. And it's still a little, I, it's funny, because, like, I consider August to be kind of, like, the great, kind of, like, Summer Drags Entertainment Month, because that's yeah. also when the first Bioshock came out. Yeah. That's when, uh... Batman Arkham Asylum came out. That's when you always got kind of great, great pulpy B movies come out that like around yeah. that time of year. That's always really great. Like right around Penny, uh, uh, right around time, uh, PAX. It's always kind of good. Yeah. For, yeah. For when everybody's ready. But yeah, it's funny that like, yeah, this Elysium uh, booted a uh, Robocop out of its old uh, release date. Yeah, that does not, when Robocop's delayed by a year, it does not bode well for that goddamn movie. Maybe they're gonna go Photoshop shit, like though. giant, like round, inexplicable things that manipulate his visor. I don't but know. Yeah, but the whole was still Robocop movie is so funny. There's no way this movie can be such a weird damn good. movie. Yeah, it is good. that and Total Recall. Have you seen the original Total Recall? I have, and I just recently saw the original Robocop not too long they ago. They're both like goony silly. They're very silly. Oh, it was kind of like Judge Dredd. It's yeah. kind of super hyper violent. Yeah. I saw people were complaining in Judge Dredd. I still haven't seen Judge Dredd. That it's really kind of bloody, but it's more like CGI squib kind of bloody. Whereas like I back in the day, was... like Robocop had real like dudes get shot and that's just blood and guts flying out of their bodies. Well, the stuff that CGI is because it was 3D. Oh, yeah? Like, there's still squibs. There's a lot of squibs in that movie. Like, they, they do a lot of ridiculous, exaggerated stuff for 3D, but it was in great to great effect. It's also a movie where you get to see, like, Dread sparkling like a Lisa Frank style, which was my favorite moment what? in movie history. <laughs> oh, man, that movie. Aww. I loved Dread. It was fun! If I, if I had the spare 
we were talking about totally go see it in a heartbeat because I'm sure it's probably uh, it's, it's probably in the three dollars theaters now. It was worth seeing in three D. I mean, it yeah. was just it was not a great movie, but it was a good damn time. I liked it. it was a, it was a dread movie, and I liked it. It'll be on time video for just in time for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Much. It's a fuck a wonderful life. It's all about watching Judge Dread on 3D at home. <laughs> it's Dread, not Judge Dread, Bill. Judge Dread is Sylvester Stallone. This is Dread. Dread 3D, you oh, right? Oh, is that what it's titled? It's technically titled Dread. Bill. Obsidian's Project Eternity bested Double Fine by raising $4.1 million. What is their game? They're trying to do a game that's kind of old school, like, um, you know, Fallout 1 and 2 and Icewind Dale and, like, old school, like, Baldur's Gate. Like, an old school isometric... 3D. I hear this might get picked up as the sequel to the Double Fine game, but they're only going to have half a year and half the budget to finish it. And when the game doesn't turn out perfectly, they're going to get yelled at by the audience. How good Arr, that burger, joke burger. was. Because I'm sitting that's all that, that's all Oh, okay. It was, you hey, brought, nice you brought Double Fine into it. That was Come confusing. Come in and make a whole sequel to well, Nice Holy Republic in nine months. I'm curious to see what they can do making a game at their own pace. Because you can you can make a couple of arguments. And I think we've had this pretty much exact conversation. Yeah. That they are they they are too ambitious and they don't um, schedule their own time well, or these dudes like they want to make the game they want to make and they don't they genuinely aren't given the time to do it oh, yeah. and they fly too well, close they're, to they're the con- sun. They're constantly brought in as ringers on other yeah, parts, but they do really good stuff. jobs. Yeah. Like I I maintain that Fallout New Vegas is a better game. Than I Fallout keep on 3. hearing that from people and I don't believe it, but I, like I, I still have the game. I need to play more of it. I only got fixed up. I got fixed up by Colonel Ty. It's easy to brush off Fallout New Vegas because it reuses a lot of assets from Fallout 3. Yeah. But if you stick with it, someone posted to somewhere online, I saw this big picture of all the characters from Fallout New Vegas, and I recognized them all, and I felt an actual connection to all of them. And you cannot, I could not, if you had a gun to my head, I couldn't name a single character from Fallout 3. Is Felicia 3. Day a companion in Fallout New Vegas? Yes. How is she She's not, a lesbian. How is she not the main character She's a lesbian in Cabin in the Woods? That was a joke. That was a joke everyone was making. It was like, oh, the redhead character was Felicia Day not available. Yeah, I wonder if they brought her in for a screen test because she's not. She's not an actress, and I'm wondering if it's one of those things where she's not an actress. Well, she's not like an actress. She's not. She's not an actress. Also, she has to spend the first like first five minutes of the movie. Bill, you've seen way too many movies just because Tom Waits is in to make that argument. Crazy guys just roaring at people. He does a good job. That's when you bring Watch in Tom, Tom, Tom Baker's Dracula. Tom, Tom Baker's, Baker's Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's a scar. Anyway, Project Eternity. Oh, I'm ex- I, God bless. I want Obsidian to f- make a game, a polished, finished game. I want them to, because I love those I kids. I want them to make a Polish finished game. <laughs> I keep on sending the letters, but then the Witcher guys already kind of do that. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Your jokes. <laughs> jokes and jokes. No, but that's cool. I'm glad you like these guys so much. I'm glad they had a, a super successful Kickstarter for the Yeah, project. God bless them. When's, do you Dudes know when they're, deserve a break. When their game is supposed to be done or whatever? Yeah, like, when it's done. I would imagine probably be a couple years. Yeah. Although, five, uh, four, what, 4.1 million is not going to last a couple years for the whole development no. studio. So. No. Yeah. Well, they're still doing other things. Like, their, their South Park game comes out. In April. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. I'm really curious. Hopefully that makes them enough scratch. I, I hope so. Like, it'd be, it, but again, however, it would be... But in for a licensed sequel. Yes. Yeah, who knows? It would be hilarious if um, Stick of Truth is their most polished, <laughs> finished game. <laughs> Just because they didn't have to spend any time on any graphics or anything. Actually, they... And they have a voice cast really... of three people. <laughs> Oh my 
scientists have discovered an Earth-sized planet orbiting Alpha Centauri. Yeah, so that this makes us the closest planet to our solar system that's not in the solar system. Wow. Yeah. It's Earth-sized, too. That's crazy. So that's, everyone's like, oh, man, if it's Earth-sized, then it could support life. Until they pointed out, it's so close to the sun. To Al- it's so close to Alpha Centauri, it makes Mars look like Hoth. In that, like, you know, you know, Mercury is the closest planet in our solar system to our sun. Yeah. But it's so close that it's a scorched yeah. ball of rock. Nothing. It's, I think that, like, the temperature on the surface of Mercury is, like, 200 degrees or something like that. This planet is, like, 2,000 degrees. Yeah. Like, you, like, nothing. I'm surprised it's not, like, a molten glob of steel or metal or rock or just, like, floating in space. But yeah. yeah, it is cool they didn't find another planet. Yeah. It's just a little turd floating over... <laughs> It's the burnt marshmallow flying over the sun. Speaking of speaking of ridiculous science things, did you watch Felix last week? That was Felix. Did you watch Felix jump off of try to beat the um, the free fall record? I saw the cat. The anime cat. <laughs> did you see I the did anime watch cat that, yes. <laughs> I saw the anime gift of the cat jumping you know, off. No, I had I heard nothing about this happening until after it happened and suddenly Twitter exploded with like, Yay, Alex Baumgartner! I'm like, what the hell is Alex Baumgartner? Well, see, and then I clicked on a link and there was already someone had made within five minutes the gif of the anime cat jumping <laughs> out of the... Nice. So That was fucking terrifying. I watched it live. So yeah, this guy, he was in this little satellite up in space and jumped off. Was it like a hot air balloon? Uh, I I did not watch. I have to admit, I did not watch any of the leading up. I genuinely yeah. I tuned not in to watch it. Yeah, it just cracks me up that that Red Bull sponsored. You know, of course, that's that's the world we live in. That Red Bull sponsored this scientific thing. I will admit, I have never ever seen a live event that has made my heart stop like that. Because huh. when that dude, what's the, he said? The last thing he says before he steps off is like, "All right, I'm coming home," and he just drops. And he just drops off. And there's a shot from above of him just falling. Yeah. See, I didn't see that. Oh, man. You ever seen the animated gift of the lady? She's going to go bungee jumping. And she kind of has. Yes, she kind of like starts to jump and then she changes her mind after she jumps. So she turns around and clings onto the railing. And the guy who's in charge of the bungee jumping jump. Like the guy who she paid to help her do the bungee jump grabs her fingers and like wrenches them off the, 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 the railing. So she has to fall. They should have done that to him. <laughs> also, if he was that high up in orbit, I, like, how did that, what would be funny if he jumped off and instead of falling down, he just floated off into space. He's like, no, this is going to happen He was like 38 miles above the Earth. And it made me think of, okay, I cried for two reasons. One, it was amazing. Yeah. And seeing that man do that was just fucking, it, it did stop my heart. And two, I kept thinking of the opening of Mass Effect 2. <laughs> oh, what, with, with Shepard? With Shepard burning up in orbit. That's all I could think of the whole time. And it actually it freaked me out. I was crying the whole time. Oh, they should have had him dressed up like Master Chief, because that's how the... Ha- uh, Master At the beginning of Halo 3, Master yeah, Chief actually... He does a Halo jump? Yeah, exactly. Well, he falls from a... Uh, alien spacecraft and kind of does something similar but, but yeah. the, the motherfucker because he gets to a certain point he pops a parachute motherfucker landed on his feet did where did he land in the middle of pasture was this like in america and england yeah. or america motherfucker well you're, you're jumping that high yeah, i know it's, high. it's yeah. hard enough to decide like okay am i gonna land within like the one mile radius if i want to if you're jumping yeah. that high Am I gonna land on the? Well, I think they planned United that he States? was gonna he was gonna land. The, like they had like a thirty mile radius of nothing. Yeah, at that point, you think that like the turning of the Earth might kind of fuck you up. And he suddenly lands in Venezuela or something was, like that. It was crazy. That's crazy though. That's like something like that's not like a science like that's science fiction right there. And I a love guy 
Jumping yeah. from orbit. Well, yeah. Not, not really orbit orbit. With corporate like, sponsorship. Jumping. Yeah. And what's interesting is that there was a lot of, I mean, it was obviously it was a Red Bull stunt. But there's a lot of science behind it. And one of the reasons why they're developing it is that it'll be emergency suits for astronauts. Yeah, that makes sense. They need yeah. to bail out of a spaceship. Man, J.J. Uh, Abrams from Star Trek, if they want to be realistic, the uh, Star Trek, the Enterprise will have Crocs. The Crocs logo. Or like Mountain Dew on the side of the ship. Like Crocs? Is that Crocs a brand? Because like I know this kind of shoes. Yeah. Like the plastic shoes. <laughs> well, you know, you're in space. Excuse me, rubber. There's, there's, rubber. there's like, there's like alien shit, like in the cafeteria. There's you alien like, shit in the cafeteria. You want rubber shoes to like walk on that stuff. You know, when you have to walk over the tribbles, you want the Crocs on your feet. Neil Gaiman wrote another no. episode of Doctor Who. This one will be the next to last episode of the second half of this season. Yeah, he, which is great because he wrote one of the better episodes of the whole. He wrote the Doctor's Wife episode. Which that was, was really, really good. Yeah, that was really good. That's yeah. I mean, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, he wrote good Sandman comics, but I've I've not been a fan of anything else he's ever written. But then, like I said, that one Doctor Who episode was really, really great. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, this last I, like again, I was still not a big fan of the latest uh, season of Doctor Who. So hopefully, yeah. this will be nifty. So. Yeah, yeah. nice to have a little moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Good Old Games now supports the Mac, or at least some of its games do. Like on Steam, Mac support is strictly limited on a game by game basis. And in fact, most but not all of their Mac pedal games seem to already be on Steam. This is really so. My computer. I, I forget we're doing video, so we have to do a video things. We should be doing this. <laughs> do we should have been painting ourselves like Ziggy Stardust. What's his name? Ziggy. He fights the glass Stardust. spiders. He was on Doctor Who twice in the seventies. Was amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, my computer finally. It, so I moved right, and I set up my office. And I had things I'm going to do. I'm like, I'm going to set up my computer. I'm going to set up my computer. My computer finally is very clear. Which one is Yeah. My computer is barely more than a you web browser device. You tell anyone about this because they might look through your mirror, uh, your window and realize which house is yours. And, and... My broken ass iMac. Everybody. Well, every podcast, please, you're like, you know I don't want to talk about my home life too much because they'll recognize me from the street. But <laughs> Why are they talking about my iMac? Because they can see your If you talk about your iMac too much, they'll recognize it from the street and know where you live. And then sneak into a closet while you're not home. And then come out and butter your butt with butter and lick it off while you're asleep. <laughs> and then Foley has to beat them to death with a claw hammer. I was going to say, that's not a problem with me because my wife will kill them before they even get near me. Yeah. No, my computer finally gave up the ghost. I was trying to do some moderately. Oh, really? It yeah. actually is dead? No, it's not dead, but it is so just, like, it doesn't work. Was that, it's that's when you were doing video editing and stuff on too, right? Yeah, which was, it was, it was dying then. How old was and now it? it's just, it's only like five years old. Five but years from Mac? Yeah. The what the computer we're uh, web streaming off of is is that's about five years old. Yeah. And this can barely web stream. It might as well. Yeah. Yeah. It five makes... years. My this laptop here, it's having all kinds of problems. Just even recording the podcast now, and this is only quote unquote only a three year old computer. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a MacBook Pro steel case. It's it's relatively it's pretty powerful, but this might be what finally gets me to buy a to get a gaming PC because it's just oh. so. Can, well, do you have to buy? Then you have to buy like video editing software for the PC yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like I don't that. know. My a friend of mine is is building it for himself a dual boot thing, a Hackintosh this winter. Oh, really? I may actually throw him some money and have him build me one too. Why not? I'm Who's going to be doing that? Chase. Okay. And I'm just I I, I can't. You should do if he's. I do that, I feel terrible. I have no problem spending money on my wife. But I have a I have a lot of trouble buying a computer for myself because it's so you don't much like to goddamn money. You don't like to spend money. Uh, how much do you know it's going to cost? Like five uh, or six hundred bucks? Probably more than that. Thousand. 
No, maybe not that much. It's less than what, but an iMac costs like two thousand. Yeah, see that's the thing. Well, it's like I was like, well, if I'm gonna do more video editing, see the thing is, is I mean, future in video editing is very ambiguous at this point. So I don't want to invest a lot of money in a machine that I'm not gonna need, and I don't. I'm I fucking brought a house. I am so broke. But you need need a computer. Though. I do need. Well, and I. I don't want to spend any more money. I just want my computer to magically be better. I kiss. I'm gonna do the Fonzie thing and just go home and go. Because you, hey. you know Joshin. Jo- well, we've already souped up that computer as much as it can be. Oh, uh, so what? There's nothing you can repair that'll fix it. Like the motherboard, you can go in and do like a hundred dollar repair that'll fix it. Not, uh, I uh, mean, it's not broken. It's just finally it's to just, the point where it's just. Not. Oh, okay. So it's like my iPad, where it's just old enough. It's kind of useless. Yes. Yeah, where it's nothing's broken. It's just it's just all the it's new slowed down to the point, and it's nothing works on it. It's just old. It's, it's just an old computer. Makes me sad. That sucks when you're like. Well, five years is old for a computer, though. I know. Really, technically. But I really only... The thing is, is that I use it as an internet device and video editing and some gaming. The video editing will kill it. And it's like, that's, that's, like, super high-end stuff infrequently and mostly... So I feel... I'm like, I can't drop too grand I keep on, on supposedly, like... I keep on hearing advice that if you're going to do anything in terms of, like, buying or building a gaming PC, it's better to wait next year just to see how uh, the next, like, announce The consoles get announced next year and see yeah. how that might affect any kind of, like, PC card stuff. I don't know. That's what I remember. What's going on? Oh, um, Sid is saying, I'm a PC gamer, and I've got a few more months for my laptop. To be fair, I did drop it. <laughs> That'll do it. My, gro- my computer's just gross. My wife does just say she's going to buy me a new computer right now. Sid's got a PC laptop? Yeah. What What's she like to play? We'll sit, we'll sit, yeah. Sid, what do you play on your broke ass PC? We will go My get wife's snacks saying, quote, while we free dancer. Gotta spend money to make money. Tom Haverford. Do not, <laughs> do not make fiscal decisions based on the wisdom of Tom Haverford, Popo. <laughs> Don't no, do it, baby great. girl. He made his own fake iPhone. This is great. His description of the internet was golden. <laughs> like, like eight hours. He's like, I gotta go to Pinterest. He's Sid like, plays Skyrim. What else do you need to play? That'll yeah. occupy you for at least 300 hey, hours. Why is there not multiplayer Skyrim? Skyrim's that ugly. Why is Elder Scrolls Online World of Warcraft not just Skyrim, just modded to have five to six players? What the figgity fartigy What I really want is really a Skyrim that's like Fable 2 multiplayer, or I guess Fable 3, where you can just drop into your friend's world and fuck around in it. I just want Dishonored 2 to be called Fable 4. (sighs) Fable. Same. Fable, man. Do you remember when we were deeply invested in Fable? Oh, I... Have you played Journey of the Fable? No. What the... (laughs) Fable the Journey? Me either. No one else has either. I even have a connect to the ideal environment in which to play. I didn't realize that's supposed to be like hours long. I thought it was just going to be like another mini game collection. No, it's a it's a it's a fable game, and what kills me is apparently it ties up some more of the story of Teresa. Are you serious? Yeah, Uh, motherfucker. I guess that's when you just read the Wikipedia description of the story. Yes. At so, this rate, oh. you can pretty much just email Peter Molyneux and say, hey. <laughs> Dude, Peter Molyneux was not the writer on Fable. I need to look and find out who the writers were on Fable 2. Did you email Peter Molyneux and ask who was the writers on Because Fable 2? God damn, Fable 2. Fable 2 tricked me into thinking Fable was actually going to be a, a narrative. A thing that, like, had, like, an The greatest interesting... trick the devil ever pulled was making Fable, <laughs> Fable 2. 2. <laughs> God damn that game. <laughs> 
it seemed like that was the dawn of a whole brand new awesome. I mean, yeah. Fable 1 was great, but Fable 2 was so well, much like better. They, they did such a good job be... of setting up this world and what could happen next. I, feel like, I can't believe Fable 3 so effectively strangled to death its own blooming franchise. Yeah. That game was so... That, like, the thing is, it's not Peter like all Fable doesn't was care. that bad. Peter Molyneux does not care about story. He doesn't. He cares about player choice impacting the world, but that's not story. But even then, really, his, those choices really don't impact the world or the story no. that much. It's all not, just it's kinda... really much, it doesn't really add any gameplay no, impact either. Yeah. Peter Molyneux, he dreams big. Are you curious about what's inside the cube, Bill? Is he still doing that? Yes. <laughs> that's his That's his game. <laughs> Do you hear what he said? I think we talked about this in podcast, where he said they were going to uh... make 22 experiments in one game. That's why it's called 22 Cans. I don't know what that means still, but they're going to be... This is the first of 22 is experiments. Is this coming out for real? Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux is an imaginary figment. Peter Molyneux is Dr. Wiley from Mega Man, but just in real life. <laughs> I'm, I'm wherever he works. No. I'm sure he has like a flying uh, ball-shaped machine that he flies and goes, me, 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 me. He just checks on people. How's the first seven can experiments going? And lifts up, me, 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 me. How are the other two can experiments going? Me, me, me. This must be out next month. Get it done. And he just doesn't pay attention to anything anyone's telling him, and then he's just like, me, 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 me. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's the robot congressman from this population. He is. <laughs> he's like, oh, I made this dog so you can know you love it. And as soon as the interview over, he just goes, hmm. Uh, power down. <laughs> so he powers, he doesn't power down. He just goes into standby mode, which is just thinking <laughs> about a tree growing over four games. He's actually built by Lionhead. You know what? I, I don't know. You know, I, I always forget that he was, like, head of development for a branch of Microsoft for so long. Yeah! That must have been terrible for him. Yeah. To be this guy who wants to do grand things and have Connect, like, the tool of Connect, and how much that must have excited him. And then they come out with goddamn Fable the Journey. Well, especially because, like, his, what, what was the child molesting game he, he had? <laughs> the Chomo game. Milo. Milo or whatever. Who's all this then? Yeah. Man. Man, if they had an interactive Mary Poppins simulator, Bill, I don't want to know how you can get drop tongs with Mary Poppins, and yeah. you can drop her boobs, and then she gets angry, and then she acts like Annie, and just <laughs> <laughs> should we go as Bert and Mary Poppins for Halloween? <laughs> Sleeping Dogs DLC did for you, Halloween. Did you imagine Bert being hey Mary Poppins? Now that I told you <laughs> that I don't enjoy it when you manipulate your titties, you've done it six or seven oh, times. God. Thanks, Bill. If I could Bill. lactate, I would. I would never. Sleeping Dogs DLC following the first narrative um, DLC um, will be Nightmare in North Point. Is this some zombie shit? Yeah. It's not quite because what it is is it's a gangster who was killed and now he's bring he has like an army of ghosts. What? Yeah, he has an army of ghosts. Female Turian? I didn't see that. Fuck we'll you! Don't read ahead, ahead, you motherfucker! I know! I, that caught my eye! I thought maybe I put it in and there was a joke and forgot We can about talk it. about it now! Yeah, no, so no, Omega. Wait, wait, no, wait, zombies. So is it zombies and sleepy dogs? <laughs> sleepy dogs? Yes, they're gonna have DLC this, but it's gonna be Undead Nightmare, let's be honest. But it's, it That's doesn't sound like it's gonna be the whole city. Is that coming out it's soon? It's gonna be a Halloween. Sleeping Dogs, man. I think man. Sleeping Dogs is uncheap everywhere. I know I've said this before. Any of you guys who enjoy open world games with a narrative bent, you should give Sleeping Dogs a try. It's yeah. not perfect, it's, but it's, it's a damn it's, I think solid it's, game. I, I think you can get it for about half price on Amazon right now. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm sure within two weeks, XCOM will be super cheap if you still want to get that. Um, I don't want to say game of the year because it's nothing really, like... It's just a fucking competent game. It is so goddamn competent and enjoyable. That's why I keep on hearing it. It's just it's really just solid. It's really solid, yeah. yeah. Man, Sleeping Dogs. Um, 
Oh, I was gonna say, there's. Did you see all the the? There's a bunch of sales on Xbox Live right now for games on demand stuff, like yeah. Metro 2033 is only. This is the cheapest I've ever seen any kind of big games on demand games. Where like Metro 2033 is like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Saints Row Two is ten bucks. Yeah, man. Um. Well, the, the only I reason I bring this up Saints is Row because games. man, I bought that Undead Nightmare DLC for Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. right before I let my game to Leland, and I haven't seen Leland in two years. <laughs> And I think that's one of the games. I don't think it's ten dollars, but I think that's also on sale. I'm always yeah. just buy that game just to download it, just to have just to have on my Xbox harder. Yeah. And then because it's Halloween, I can then yeah, I can also play, play the Undead Nightmare. Nightmare. I'm tempted, but I, I've already spent so much money recently. Yeah. I've got the Journey art book coming to the house today. I, I did pull the trigger that. on that, dude. That looks beautiful. Um, what the hell we're we talking about? We're gonna go on to the next point. Nintendo forgot to build. Oh, you talked about this. Yeah, uh, Pro Wii U controller has no head jet. Um, a lady named. Shailene Woodley has been cast as Mary Jane in the next Spider-Man movie, which is a much bigger role to come in the third film, supposedly, which is fueling speculation that something bad will happen to Gwen Stacy in the next yeah, movie. Yeah, because if she's not going to be the main lady in the third movie, then what happened? Grumpy Turtle second? says that um, Saints Row 2 is better than Saints Row 3. That's what he's saying. I hear it's got, like, you can steal, like, a sewage truck and spray shit all over all the houses which i will play for and it's only 10 bucks on xbox live right now my wife is also accurately pointing out that the combat is very enjoyable in sleeping dogs and there's handsome asian men with muscles and tattoos but there's no uh chinese language track though right there's not there's and people it's be fun to like have like almost like a uh, a chow yun fat movie that you could play well they had there was a game they actually came out that was john Wu stranglehold which sounds like it was a precursor to Sleeping Dogs, which I actually do have. I bought it for five bucks from GameStop, but it is like you run around shooting and stuff. But it's very linear and it's not open world. Grumpy like... Turtle is confused because we were talking about um, Saints Row and now we're talking about Sleeping Dogs again. Sorry, Grumpy Turtle. No, um, yeah, I get. What, how is Saints Row two better than Saints Row the Third? I liked Saints Row the Third because I liked. I actually really liked the narrative. And Did you the play as a golden cheek? fat black woman? I love that you could do that. So I was with a monster voice. I can't remember who said, but someone pointed out that the best solution to sexism in games is just to have the option of player choice when they make their character, and then your character can be whoever you want. Supposedly, the character creator in, or at least like the clothes and stuff, there's a lot more options in Saints Row Two. Supposedly, in Saints Row Three, they really pared that back. I didn't feel any loss. Saints Row Three is awesome. Exactly, Saints Row Three is still. I was tempted to download it just just for uh, Grumpy Turtle is a huge fan. I know other people have been a huge fan too but yeah I, should give it a shot. So good. I saw the Saints Row 3 uh, DLC is also half price man I enjoyed terrible. dude actually no which which DLC was there was really really good there was one that was really good Genki Bowl stuff is just more Genki Bowl yeah, which, and um uh, the the um, space one was kind of the, actually the space one I enjoyed the gangsters yeah. in space which confused me because I there's actually a, there is a gangster in space level in the game at yeah, first that, I thought well, I was playing the DLC the game, yeah. yeah it was really weird Anyway, as Bill mentioned earlier, Mass Effect 3 will have a t- female Turian in Omega. The what Omega the DLC. Oh, that's the Omega DLC. What is in she doing? In the Omega DLC, apparently you you it takes place during the span of Mass Effect 3. Oh, you go to Omega. Cut out to do the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get to meet a female Turian. This is notable. We have not met a female Turian in the Mass Effect games. I'm assuming it's going to be a Turian with more shapely breastplates. That's going to be disappointing, and that is going to be what it is. The, oh, um, you know, the Turians have showed up in the comics. Who do you get to hire to voice a female Turian? Michelle Rodriguez? Fucking Chloe. Dude, Claudia Black! Well, Claudia Black does a lot of voice work in the in the Mass Effect games already. Gives a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I need more, more voice work Claudia for Black. Yeah! Boom, done. Michelle Rodriguez would be too like, hey, I'm a, I'm a Turian. Bill? 
you saga, she, my girlfriend. What was like, she's done voice work for some games, right? I, I think, think she was so. she was in the first Halo game, I think. Was she? Yeah. The Halo games have a history of uh having like David Dude, Cross I would want Emma Stone one. to be <laughs> female Terry. Let's Hello be honest. There. <laughs> she was a great weaver. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. That'd be awesome actually. That'd be awesome. Um, Fox is trying to make a live-action family circus movie, really? <laughs> the opening credits has to be Billy running around the neighborhood leaving a dotted trail behind, right? If it's not, it's a fucking It's the only one reason to make that movie. It'll be, it'll be, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, but not funny and serious and self-pretentious and about Jesus. I was gonna say, Bill, we are by definition not the audience for family circus in any way, shape, or form. Whatever money puts money into Bill Keen's pocket, which also then puts money into Glenn, uh, Glenn Keen's pocket... So he could go back to animating Disney movies. <laughs> what the hell is Glenn Keane doing? They never answered what happened. Yeah, because he kind of retired, didn't he? For people who don't know, Bill Keane, he's the guy who invented uh, Family Guy. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? Family Circus. Family Circus. His son. Is that guy Steven still alive? Anyway, his son, Glenn Keane, is the master animator from all the Disney movies of the 90s. Like, yeah. he's the guy who animated Little Mermaid he, and he was, Aladdin. Yeah. And who's the sexy guy from Beauty and the Beast? Everyone wants to fuck. You mean the, the Beast? The Beast. <laughs> who's the bad guy from Beauty and the Beast? Who's supposed to be sexy, but everyone Gaston? Hates. Gaston. Get yeah. the fuck out of here with your, with your hairless muscles. We want this big, shaggy walking carpet. Chewbacca, we want to go, eh, what's your red rocket? I just know lots of girls that have boner for uh, Beast, especially, but their boners got switched off the well, moment he turned beast, into a real dude. Beast when he's man-beast is not attractive. Why is that the transformation scene? Because I've heard people make fun of the transformation scene where he's like, ah, yeah. and everyone's like, what the, get the fuck out of here. Where's the <laughs> he's awesome not, He's not attractive. He is it's more like interesting It's like if Tom Waits turned into uh, Hugh Grant. Put <laughs> <laughs> Tom Waits back. Means. Unless Hugh I think Hugh Grant was the first, the first man you can think of at all. Ken Branagh. He's not... <laughs> There's uh... been a weak kerfuffle over at Cartoon View when Amid Amidi yeah. called out the Goon Kickstarter as technically being a violation of Kickstarter policy, that it's an open-ended project without a specific goal or tangible result that any of the backers will see. Nice to see Studio Blur answering some criticism Yo, wait, so the One of the head guys from the Studio Blur, the CGI animation studio that wants to make this movie... Like, he just came out, and there was some going back and forth between whether or not that's legit or not, and so, yeah. Because, technically, the way I always saw the spirit of Kickstarter is you want to support a thing happening. But this is the thing, like, there's no guarantee this is going to happen. It's... There's no guarantee any Kickstarter no, thing is, is going to happen. A, this is this just is to create a real, right? To but, that, but the fact that no one ever even gets to see this, unless they buy, like, a DVD if the movie ever gets made, and that's uh, the story reel is made as part of the supplementary Kickstarter, features. you're not buying anything but at least when you buy just, Kickstarter. But, but if Kickstarter... you're, like, funding, like, a community garden, at least you're going to know that community garden, like, they'll put up pictures of, here's the community garden, even if you don't get a chance to partake of it. You know, it, it even projects that don't, don't follow the pre-order campaign, at least there's some kind of, like, tangible thing, oh, that got done. Whereas this is all kind of shadowy. I don't. They're not going to take the money and run off to Mexico. I feel like there is what the weird. spirit of what Kickstarter is, and then there's what people perceive but Kickstarter this, more as. more than any other Kickstarter, you're throwing money into the big dark void hole of Hollywood and you're voting for Goon with your maybe dollars. Maybe someday, yeah, Hollywood decides to start putting their own money behind. I feel like this that's too. kind of more what Kickstarter I don't think it's bad, is. But it is a little questionable. Where it's like it's like again, it goes back to also David Fincher. He's, he could probably pay for this out of his own pocket if he wanted to. That's not but how. I know that's not how it goes, but you know, crowdsourcing. Does anyone care about the goon that much? 
Uh, all two listeners are left. Do you care about the goon? <laughs> um, Frank Darabont's L.A. Noir, no E, show has been picked up for six episodes by TNT. Six. Count them. Six. Bah, bah, bah. This not based off the TV show, what, despite the fact that you We're look not at based the off plot. The game. Yeah. You look at the plot of the game, it's exactly or the plot of the TV show. It's about a guy coming home from World War II who used to be a Marine. That is the plot of the show. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's, you know... Fighting crime. He becomes a rookie cop. You're kind of like, damn, someone's going to get sued over this. I don't know which way it's going to get to someone's going to... Well, this is based off a of pre-existing Suing book. shall ensue, yeah. So I'm warning if, like, the game just took their... Oh, is it... I only know it was in development for a long time. I don't a know. A long fucking time. How many years? Seven? It sounds like, yeah, because I don't think this book only came out, like, two years ago. So who yeah. the hell knows what happened there? Yeah. But, yeah. Oi. All right, friends, that's the Geek Week in Review. Come back next year for our second anniversary <laughs> podcast. Well, before we, before we leave y'all today, um, after this particularly mediocre podcast, <laughs> we have got some anniversary feedback. Um, we asked y'all for your thoughts and feelings. Uh, beloved Maxwell Motley, I pr- apologize if it's Motley. I'm happy still one year. recovering from her. Uh, she, she had a uh, furry tail put on. <laughs> Happy one year anniversary, you guys. You've seen me through some tough times and a lot of housework. Though admittedly, less housework than there should have been. Maxwell Motley, she's put a lot of money. Did you see the hats that you put on the ears that, like, kind of feel your feelings and go up and down? (laughs) She was like... Please don't pick on one of our five listeners. It's tough love when you're Bill Mudrin. That's how you know you're a friend of Bill Mudrin. Uh, When Bill just rains upon you wave upon wave. Hey, Turtle, how's it feel to be named after Ralph Macchio's character in Karate Kid, Daniel Sam, motherfucker? (laughs) Um, Beloved listener Mirabai Knight says, So excited about this year's Halloween episode. Last year's was amazing. It's hard to top Hitler (laughs) in the basement. What the makeup? Great Halloween story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and nothing does stop Hitler in the Basement. Hitler in the Basement is my go-to story. Um, she also says, favorite episodes, uh, Lost in the Woods. Thank you for liking our Peter Pan That's like Robin Hood episode, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, strong female characters, emotionally scarring movies, Avatar, Dem Dat and Dose. What did we talk about? I know we talked about tits a lot in Dem Dat and Dose. <laughs> well, Dem Dat and Dose. Which tits were we talking about? Just, I think in general. I think I was just talking about how my wife and I had come up with the the phrase. Did you see the picture of the toy? You know, like, I found it. I don't want to know how the sentence ends, do I? No, I'm going to move on. Um, Favorite moments include Swear Jar. game. Mudrin's music. There you go, Bill. Your copyright infringement is appreciated. Um, My describing the saboteur's ending and things made out of Starbursts. Yeah, now that we're uh, we did a video stream, Bill. Oh, we should just start Etsy, where we sell the Starburst sculptures that I make during the show. Uh, I made the LucasArts guy. Um, she points out, um, Bill says some heinously winsworthing stuff, <laughs> but he and Spinelli... I said nothing about Negroes. Or actual... Or the gays. I'm just saying Ty Cobb. But he and Annie are actually friends who like and respect each other, so while I hesitate to recommend the podcast to my more delicate-minded friends, it totally hits my nerd gavel. Ty Cobb was button. out of his fucking mind, the baseball guy? I don't know what you're talking about. You never heard of Ty Cobb? He was well, from yes. Georgia. You're from Louisiana. I know of Ty Cobb. Why are you talking about this? I was watching Ken Burns baseball. Okay. Oh, a lot of how to- It's our one year episode. <laughs> Shut your mouth. What? Um, a beloved friend, she Grumpy said, Turtle. She said stuff. I'm just saying for the new people, for the 45 <laughs> new people that are just clicking in for this live stream. Yeah. That's uh-huh. as much worthy as it is when Bill gets Did you say 45 man. or 425? Because four, two, five. <laughs> if one of these guests is me, the other one is Foley, and then it's Sid, Grumpy Turtle, so and Carla. So I'm going to say Nigris. Nice job getting to 100 episodes, Daniel. <laughs> What's hilarious, one of the things that, the, 
the Grumpy Turtle asked. Grumpy Turtle sent us some questions. What's the most frustrated Bill has got? Annie's gotten with Bill or something in all the years you've known each other. Usually around that when Bill starts <laughs> talking about the Nigris. Bill's joke racism. Jesus Christ. I grew up in a white trash community. I'm not justifying racism. Your joke racism makes me uncomfortable every time, Bill. Anyway, man, my grandfather. Man, um, I hope my grandfather's not. Grumpy Turtle this. says his favorite moment has been pretty recent. It was when Annie got so pissed at Bill that she left in the middle <laughs> of the podcast, and Bill kept going. My grandfather once. I was at, I was talking about. I have a friend who was vegetarian. Oh, I brought my friend over to visit my grandfather when I was growing up, and she was a vegetarian. And he what? He said he said to her face, "What? He's some kind of Jew, <laughs> or something like that? Was some kind of like, dear Lord? I grew up some weird shit going on." But this is the most racist I am. <laughs> Grumpy Turtle asks, Ugh. Annie, you hate first-person shooters, and you have said why, which is legit reason. But you will play some first-person shooters, such as Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Dishonored, Fallout, Skyrim. What does first-person... Well, wow, that's actually a lot of first-person shooters. What does FPS have to do to get you to play it? I have to really want to play a shooter. No. Like, really bad. I, I struggle with all first-person games, and always have, and probably always will, and it'll only get worse as time goes on. But, um, uh... I have to really be motivated. Like, I, I'm going... It took me... Like, I'm so not very far in Dishonored because of my paranoia when I play first-person shooters. Yeah. Freaks me the fuck out. But if there's a compelling world or compelling characters or a compelling story, I'll do it. That's yeah, that, like, is. a situational awareness freaks you out. It really that, does. Having your, having it your actually makes me panic. Out. Yeah. My, my, um, my life has been low-level stressful lately, and I don't think about how stressed I am, how I just have, like, a base level of stress right now, until I play Dishonored and something happens, and I fucking jump three feet in the air. Like, I, I was playing another game recently, and something happened, and I got so scared I had to turn the computer off. <laughs> you know Dishonored, you can knock people on their asses by if you slide into their feet? Really? Yeah, if you just run at them, and if Will you- Will they like, sit full on their butts? They'll fall on their butts, which gives you a chance to jump up and just stab the shit out of them. It's actually a great way, like, if there's a whole crowd of guys, yeah. you just fucking bowling ball them. <laughs> That's you, like, awesome. You just roll in them, knock them down, and then when they're still getting up, you just stab them in the back, because it's almost like a quick instant kill, because they're knocked down, they're taking, you know- Grumpy Turtle also asks if I have any interest in playing Spec Ops The Line. It seems like it'd be upper alley. Military, third-person shooter, a widely regarded great story, and Nolan North. Is this the furry game? What game are you talking about? I thought Grumpy Turtle was asking us about there was a furry game that came out. Well, no, there was Dust and Elysian Tale. Oh. No, um, Spec Ops The Line, I downloaded the demo and I was so unimpressed with the gameplay that I did not try it. But I keep hearing that the story is really, really good, so I am going to play it. Have you down- Did you try the XCOM demo? I've downloaded it. I've not tried it You yet. can name your own dudes? Yeah, I've heard about this. It's it super out. traumatic. Well, I guess you carry dudes, and as you, as you complete missions, they upgrade. It's, mm-hmm. I didn't realize. It's like an RTS game. I thought it was yeah. like, I thought it was kind of like a uh, Mass Effect game, where like you do like third-person shooting, but then yeah. like you do kind of like stat management after every round. But no, it really is like click this point this guy here like yeah. yeah it's 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 yeah it's pretty old school but it seems pretty cool i like the fact that just the fact that you can name dudes yeah I'm like oh that's kind of interesting have I'll i buy died that for 20 bucks in a month have i died yet bill horribly no <laughs> yet oh man another demo i played that was the forza horizon do you care about driving games at no. all bill what narrative or story is there in a driving game uh back to the future or the uh what's the uh the paradise Burnout Paradise has the Back to the Future car you can fly. That's all the narrative yeah. you need. It's a flying hover car! Uh, but no, Forza... Uh, Forza Horizon... You know, Forza games are kind of like a sim game. Kind of mm-hmm. like just the, the, the Gran Turismo games. Yeah. Forza Horizon, I guess, is their uh, stab at like an arcade 
Oh, yeah. Kind of, like, more kind of, like... Well, see, that's the thing. I have enough tension for driving games for about a demo span worth of content. But and then this game interest. has a day-to-night cycle that's really pretty. That I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, I would just buy this game just for the day-to-night cycle. Just, like, driving and watching the sunset and then watching the sun back rise. I like that's all it took for me to go, oh, this is so beautiful. This is a great game. If you can upgrade your car that it has a heart button, that a beating heart shows up <laughs> on your console and tells you, you the thoughts and feelings. You can put decals on your car so you can put, like, Princess Peach on that's it. That's almost like a story. Man, that beating heart. That's very cool. What other game could you put... What other games would you put the beating heart into? What, like... I would actually really like that in Fallout. It would be impossible to do because that's so way too much. Like that, yeah. Too many places and all that shit. Like any game, like I would always want to know more. Because it's all world building. Because it really, aside yeah. from like, like being able to track like the hidden goods in the environment. And it's just like a, such a non-cheesy way to tell you about these people and flesh out these characters. Yeah. God! Mm. Yeah, because it Love doesn't it. do anything for the gameplay aside no. from it, it is has all the secondary extra. thing. It is um, all frosting. I love it. I fucking love it. That I will, I even if I was terrible at the game, I would keep playing. I am terrible at it. I'm keep playing because that damn heart. I want to know everything. I'm really Man, intrigued. Another game though should be a big chocolate heart, like like you get on Valentine's Day, and then like you have to resist the urge to nibble on it when you're nervous, like the game character, and like you don't want to get too nervous because then you'll nibble the whole heart and that's gone, and so it's incentive not to scare your character. Too much. Another question, Grumpy Turtle had: What has Bill spent the most time trying to convince Annie to play, watch, read, or what have you? Oh God! In regards to that question, what's the longest Annie's gone avoiding a recommendation, only to cave one day and actually enjoy what's being Nothing! recommended? Nothing! I'm no. still trying to force that Dark Tower book on <laughs> Never, you. ever, ever. Games Half Life Two, maybe. Well, actually, that's been a couple years now. There. Oh, Saints Row the Third. Saints well, Row the Third is like a month and a half. But you, you talked to me about it incessantly, and I finally bought it, and I loved it. That was yeah. the biggest reversal. Half-Life 2 has been a couple of years. Because I went from no one... And I've tried to play Half-Life 2. Yeah. I'm just shitty no good at it, so I'll never play it. It's all boils down to. Brick? Yeah. You were all down on Brick. And I was like, you were gonna love it. And you're like, no, Fuck on, you, Bill. Oh, we were flipping out about Brick. at When we went to dinner at H-Die last night with Andy, we were, yeah. like, going off about how Brick awesome Looper was and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of, like, there's nothing else. There's not too much I try to foist onto you. Cause I That's know, a lie. I know, I know your likes and dislikes, but there will be still be stuff like the Dark Tower books. I know you're not going to like it, but part of me is like, Bill, how I felt with Hunger Games, Bill. Like, yeah, exactly. That's how I felt with Hunger Games. I still need like to finish that off. I will, you will never finish the Hunger Games. I got games. halfway through that first book. <laughs> it was funny because I got bored as soon as she got to the city. I, I the stuff where she was out by herself was fine, but like the, the funny as soon as they started layering into the actual world for some reason, just kind of like lost interest. I can understand that. I I always love that dystopian bullshit. Yeah. I had a dream, by the way. Speaking of dystopian bullshit, I've been reading on and off Brave New World. Talked about it a while ago, and I kind of stopped because I started reading Casual Vacancy. I had a dream that I was involved in a startup that was starting an online MMO that was um, based on the world of Brave New World, except it devolved into just all sex role playing. And the owner, like the copyright owners of Brave New World, tried to sue us, but then they couldn't because it was canonical. It was a really elaborate dream. It was like sexual playing, like what? Just all well, kids, it was like, like all e like people e sexing. Like, what's it called? Cyber sexing. Yeah. That's all it was. But in Brave New World, everybody's super promiscuous. It's like a huge part of their societies. Everybody fucks everybody, and shares everybody. In that game, you hold a lady's boob that talks. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about, <laughs> tell me about these thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Oi. Um, uh, let's see. Um, it get, the nipple gets harder when you get closer to a secret. <laughs> Actually, no! I want, I want Bill's first, first 
Sergeant Shooter, where's Bill holding up his own man pose, like, just out of the bottom of the frame. And then talking to him, is it the Bill Mudgeon first person adventure game? It's like Metroid Prime, but sad. I know where your inventory is kept. <laughs> Bill. Jesus Christ. All right, friends. Oh, take it, roll up one the year ball, of this. Like, one year of the Boy Hattie podcast. Man, that's what I was watching the clip online of outtakes from Hook, the stupidest shit from Hook. <laughs> outtakes from Hook. And so it's funny how silly it is with Thud Butt during the big fight at the end. He goes like, oh, we're rolling, you guys. He's on the top of the pirate ship and he th- throws his legs up and he rolls into a ball. But it's so funny because he's just standing there and suddenly like two fake legs come up around his shoulders and he grabs onto them and he rolls into a ball down the steps of the pirate ship. But it looks so fake, like something from, like, it. it's stupid. Hook? This is Bill's hook memory core. <laughs> Bill, I gotta say it, you are the Pam. Yeah! <laughs> I wish I were the black kid. Bill, I gotta say it. <laughs> Bang ring. Bang ring. <laughs> Ruthie! Oh! Ruthie! Oh! Neverfeast! <laughs> Goddamn, Hook! Is that on the podcast where I was talking about, I want Neverfeast to be the yes. new, like... Yes. New X, X, X. We talked about Never Feast. When, when I beat Dishonored, if the endings look really badass, I'll be like, Never Feast. Yeah. <laughs> Never Feast. Oh, friends. No, we should, the have, Boy Hattie we should podcast. have had some colored whipped cream to throw at each other. This was the Boy Hattie podcast, friends. A year of this. I was hoping that our one year podcast could be a little more orderly or something. No. It's never going to happen. This podcast will never be anything but what it is. Unless someone gun and puts it her head like, <laughs> opening segment will be five minutes or longer or shorter. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Oy. Thank you all. How many guests do we have now? We have three people who have held out. My wife even left. So, um, everybody, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to us that you guys tune in every week to our rambling bullshit. It really does. Those of you who have maintained, I am amazed at your stamina. And, uh, just thank you. You have big, uh, strong no, brain stop. muscles. Okay, thank you. Jeez. What? I didn't know where I was gonna land, <laughs> Bill. Uh, it's been a pleasure to chat at He's y'all. so exhausted at the end of each of these podcasts. <laughs> it is like you've been, you've been babysitting for an hour. <laughs> for two hours, like two and a half and hours. I don't even get paid. Oh! It's only been two hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, After mm-hmm. I added the music, it'll be about two and a half hours. Uh-huh. And anyway, you know what? If this was the first Hobbit movie, we'd still have half an hour left. <laughs> True. Before they even get to barely even. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, friends. So tune in next week where we'll talk more bullshit about bullshit. Yeah, next bullshit. week will only be Halloween-y kind of scary stuff. And, and do, you have, are, do you have any plans to watch any like Halloween-y kind of stuff this week? No. The Halloween tree? No. Why do you say that? I don't have Halloween rituals. We watched the Halloween tree last week. You were so happy to make me watch it. I watched it. Yeah, I liked it when I was a kid. I don't have Halloween rituals, man. Sorry. Try to break your heart. I just eat a lot of candy. Drink. Weep. Just like any other night. <laughs> Bill. Costume Quest. Costume Quest. I would replay Costume Quest. Yeah, I need to finish that. Didn't they put out DLC for that? They did. Delightful DLC. That was good. Good shit, man. Is that what DLC stands for? <laughs> delightful. 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 Quest, yes. <laughs> delightful loadable content. There we go. We're dragging this out. <laughs> anyway, friends, as always, you can pester us or boyhowdypodcast.com, at boyhowdypodcast on the Twitters, howdy at boyhowdypodcast.com. Our contact form online has been working intermittently, so apologies that we've missed out on any of y'all. Um, we appreciate so much that you try to share your thoughts and feelings with us and that you listen to this crap. So, friends, um, this is our first live stream. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? Hopefully, we'll get better at it and better at multitasking. 
I doubt that'll ever happen. Friends, see you next week. Never feast.